Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. He has a lot of problems. Struggle to be top five in points at the end of the season. Wow. Don't bleach your, your hair, you're, you're a sellout. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show. This is episode number 232. We're recording on Monday, which is super weird. I feel like there's been so much time since the race. I have so much good info. Um, And we're here. We're going to fire this show right off with a banger. We are going to have the one and only Johnny Effin Hopper on here. Boom. Get him. Let's let's call him up here. Johnny was actually at the race. Right John, off the rip. Johnny is from uh, from Arizona. In case anybody doesn't know, so this will be good to get a perspective from someone who was actually at the race this weekend because I have thoughts on it. Travis, Johnny F and Hopper, welcome to the Moto Aftermath Show, my friend. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be back on, dude. So, I apologize. We were supposed to have you on a couple weeks ago. Are you washing dishes? Um, I was. I was just washing my hands because I was having some lunch. <laughs> um, so, I apologize. We were supposed to have you on a couple weeks ago. I misread the text and had a brain fart, and here we are. And, uh, yeah, didn't didn't have you on. So, that that was my bad. That was my fault. So, But we will make up I just up for always it. blame concussion. <laughs> say hey uh we, we've hit our heads too many times so you know because it's always better to blame take ownership for anything i mean just look at the sport that's it's that's the go-to everything's fine man everything's fine uh my head is fine your head's fine we're good everything's good man we're we're good everything's well fine. you you do know what fine stands for right travis fucked in the ass or something like that i don't i don't know <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, it stands for frustrated, irritated, nervous, and emotional. Every single day of my life. Um, yeah, just, just, I, I just always make fun because whenever somebody says, I'm fine, I'm like, uh, no, you're not. You're the opposite of fine. That's when you usually run the other direction. Yep. Yep. So, Johnny, you, uh, you're an Arizona local there. So, you were at the race this weekend, correct? I was. Okay, was it as boring in the stadium as it was on TV? Because I got to say, I fell asleep several times during this race, and nothing happened while I was sleeping. Well, I mean, the sections were kind of cool, but it was really, really one line. Yeah. Um, even even the whoops that was supposed to separate some guys, the way they had it mapped out, it the hotline was go from one area and drift to the inside. And so you really couldn't stuff anybody anywhere and then the split lane ended up kind of being a a fail because everyone was able to at least when i was watching practice a lot of the 250 guys didn't have the oomph to be able to triple on the inside so they were having to go wide which made sense because they'd go triple quad quad into the corner which was obviously slower because it was more airtime, and then you were set up uh basically t-bone in a, a 180 degree corner and but in the main event everybody was able to 
at least all the factory bikes in the 250s and the 450s were able to triple from the inside. So it was literally just follow the leader. And, and the split lane, in, in my opinion, man, I saw so many guys go down hard in free practice and even in qualifying because you're, you're taking a small section and then you're cutting it in half by having tough blocks down the middle. And there were so many riders that hit the tough blocks in the middle. And when you're doing a quad or a big triple, the last thing you want to do is have your front wheel hit a tough block. And so, yeah, there's a, a bunch of riders that ended up, uh, I think Styles Robertson's got, got hurt. I, I saw uh, Wageman go down really hard. And then there was a, a few others. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, the split lane, I had high hopes for it in practice and qualifying there when we were watching it. And as soon as the racing took off, I was like, oh, yep, nope, that sucks. There's just, there's just nothing to it. So, um, why do you think, why do you think the track didn't work, man? Cause we had, we had long rhythm lanes. We had bowl turns at the end. Like we had what should have lined up as, a decent track because they always talk about like the long rhythm lanes allow you to gain momentum, gain speed and actually work it and get somebody. Um, and then obviously bull turns too uh, help with that also. Cause then you get to the end and you can go up and block past somebody in the bull turns. But why do you think the track didn't work with having both of those elements essentially? If, if I'm being completely honest, I think uh, it was, I, I don't want to say cookie cutter because somebody like me couldn't go out there and, and hit those big rhythm lanes. But because they're, the dirt is so hard here in Arizona, it's kind of like in Nevada, uh, the Vegas rounds, and even in, in Colorado and Denver, it becomes so blue-grooved. So these guys are able to scrub off of everything, and everyone is able to do that fast line. So it ends up being almost like just a, a road race straightaway during every section because these guys aren't having to take different lines with jumping and landing in a, a different rut and that rut is taking you somewhere else it was literally fairly smooth you know the track didn't deteriorate near <laughs> as much as we've seen other other tracks do and honestly i had real high hopes for free practice and everything because when i was talking with the riders a lot of the riders thought that they brought in different dirt but oh, okay. it wasn't different dirt it was just the difference between dirt in February versus, you know, dirt in, in April. Yep. It's a little bit hotter now. And, and so it was able to keep a little bit more moisture for a little bit longer. But then we saw in the night show, uh, it was just still that hard pack blue groove, a little bit of choppy holes here and there, but that split lane really ruined it with being able to have a, a good solid faster line on the inside. Um, and, and I get the track designers trying to make the inside a faster line so that riders have to carry more momentum to slow them down by going a little bit further distance on the outside, but it just, it just didn't work out. And then the whole, after the whoop section, that was all just incredibly one line, half the track was just follow the leader where you couldn't even potentially make a pass because you're on the inside for the finish line. Then there was just a triple to a table, which that was, could you imagine somebody trying to go around somebody on the outside of that table? And, oh, no way. You know, they get, they get cross jumped or something. They're going into the, the bleachers. Yeah. And then the whoop section with it being almost a, 
a 70 degree corner out well 70 degree corner straight away that really screwed screwed people up too with being able to make a lot of a lot of passes because typically in a long whoop section when you have a corner afterwards these guys end up carrying so much speed that you'll even see them start to rotate their feet back onto the brakes in the last couple whoops to be able to slow down but here you could literally the big big factory bikes that have enough oomph to just stay on top of them they could just keep it wide open and i saw a bunch of guys almost uh high side because they are going real fast the last couple whoops they hop out and then they hit that real blue groove dirt because they're accelerating because they don't need to brake and then that bike just catches and it just gives them this weird fishtail because now they're all of a sudden leaned over mm-hmm. so i the the design of the track is really what made it uh, a bummer yeah um so anything else uh interesting that you saw or whatever like actually in person there or like talking to anybody because i assume you went in the pits for at least a little bit and talked to some riders so anything anything interesting catch your your eyes your ears that kind of stuff while you were there that we didn't see on the broadcast here yeah, well, there was stuff going down with some top riders with, like, Smart Top. Uh, they were all upset in, in free practice because uh, one of the riders, Cole Seeley, ran into Stank Dog, and Stank Dog's not a guy that you're wanting to get in an altercation with because, you know, he's a he's an arena cross guy that's, that's going to uh, be heard. <laughs> and... You know, Smart Top, I, I believe they're completely in the right with having their guys A-Rod and Cole Seeley. They should be in, in A practice, not B practice, mm-hmm. because they're quite a bit faster than, than some of the other riders. And so that was really one of the, the big things. And then talking with a, a couple of the, the privateers, you know, they were, I don't know, the, the Triple Crown is just tough because they're fighting so hard to get inside top 18 and then it's just a, an all out war in the LCQ, which is tough, but that LCQ means a lot because it's, um, let's just say you qualify like 30th or something, but you finish, uh, fifth in the, the LCQ, you're going to make more money than just based off your qualifying time. So a lot of the riders were, were kind of going for broke in the LCQ cause you know, they're going after, uh, pennies when it comes to stuff. But other than that, um, uh, I, I talked with some teams that aren't happy with the 31 race series, you, you know, but, don't but say, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, and, and then there was some other stuff where some teams told me some stuff that, you know, they didn't want to have, have public, um, about just the, the silly season and, and that sort of thing. But truthfully, there wasn't much, much craziness uh going on i know uh during the future stuff they one of the the communication director at at club mx he he had a a good uh lecture to all the futures riders to just kind of tell them hey guys this is a full-blown supercross track like you know don't die instantly you know don't do something (laughs) silly um you know, you, you want to start off young and, and trying to give a good message of longevity, which which I really, really enjoyed hearing, which normally if I wasn't at the race, I wouldn't be able to, to hear that kind of stuff. And then there were some riders that 
instantly just didn't even listen to it. And uh, I saw some little altercation with, with Ryder D and, and free practice. There were some guys that were just banging bars and you're just sitting there going, guys, this is free practice. Why, why are you, you banging bars? And then um, the next time they're out on the track, you know, this particular rider was over the bars and couldn't, couldn't race. So just lots of nerves. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said with the industry where even as, as I, I don't want to be negative in no way, shape or form, but you know, there, there's a thing that's the exception in the rule. And all of us always think that we're the exception, but more than likely, you know, 99% of us end up being the rule. Right. Yeah. Uh, even if you hold your, your pro card, the chances of you being a Tomac or something is, you know, that's the exception. Uh, but where I'm getting at this, is a lot of moto dads you know i see push these kids and tell them that they have to go do this kind of stuff when uh they need to just kind of take it easy and this is just one of those weird weird sports where it's not so much a team uh until you actually get on a team and even when you get on a team there's still like an a guy and a b guy Mm-hmm. And you're always trying to be better than that one person. So it's just, it's a little, it's just a weird dynamic. And then, uh, I, I don't know, I, I guess I could talk a, a lot of, about this where, uh, parents almost get the, what I see happen with a lot of the kids, you know, even walking around is, you know, these parents are kind of like, Hey, I spent a lot of money, you know, I, you owe me that I got you here and blah, blah, blah. And, truth be told you know most of these kids that are still 15 to 17 you know they didn't ask their parents to mortgage the house to pay for them to go to a facility and and all this stuff so there's just there's just this abnormal pressure on these kids so it it makes perfect sense as to why you see them blow up in free practice because a there's so much pressure on them and then b they're on a track that is really hard to practice because most people don't have the resources to practice a track like this. Yeah. Yeah. Those moto parents drive me insane. And actually that, I mean, that just covers any of these parents in general with kids with sports. Like if you don't have the money to go do it, don't risk the farm on the fact that your kid's going to get an NFL contract or a Yamaha contract or be the next Olympic gold medalist gymnast, like get the fuck out of here. There is way 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 too long of odds to do that teach your kid how to make money how to be wealthy figure it out for yourself because obviously you don't know because you're trying to rely on your kids to make this money for you to be wealthy or have money or whatever so like go figure that stuff out don't try to force your kids into doing sports and things they don't want to do if your kid wants to do it great if they have the talent to keep moving up and you have the resources awesome otherwise fuck off like my daughter, my daughter rides, and I love that she rides. It's awesome. However, I also know, and as much as I would love for her to race and, and really be into it like that, she's more of a social rider. She'll go out when we go to the track and ride with the other kids because she can ride with them, and then she goes over and says hi when we're done, and she can play with them and all that crap like that. But she's not going to be a racer or the next, you know, the female version of Eli Tomek or any of that crap. And you know what? I'm not pushing her to be. I don't, if you don't want to do it, great, awesome, cool. If you want to be able to ride and like that's all you want to do is ride casually, that's awesome too. Here's what I'd rather teach you. How to make money, keep money, build wealth, 
build a business, that kind of stuff, things that will make you money and that we can do together and all of that good kind of stuff without putting the family at risk. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. Travis, I, I agree and disagree with you at the same time. Um, the, the first part that I disagree with, uh, you know, respectively, uh, I love you, Travis. And, um, (laughs) just fortune, fortune favors the brave, you know? So if, if you're going to be good at anything, you might as well try to be the best you can be at it. Uh, I think the, the problem that you shared as well is the ideology that that at the end of the day the parents then owe something from their kids by turning them into uh, a celebrity or a, a famous writer or, or a professional athlete of of any sort which i feel like that is wrong yes. you know yeah sure go go bet the farm go do all that stuff but if you're doing it for the expectation that your kid is going to take care of you at the end well that's unfair pressure because the the usually kids are not mentally capable of understanding what they're signing up for when they don't even have a choice of signing up for it and and me just being a, a new new parent you know my job is to prepare my kid to be okay without me you know not always yes. be glued to me yes and and that's the thing that that I have a problem with. And, and if people are willing to bet the farm or something, man, why don't maybe don't have the 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 fine writing that you know your kid then owes you everything? Why not then? Why why don't the parents go bet the farm to start a business or blah 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 and see if that works or something? So then they don't they're not able to blame anybody but themselves. Okay, you know, yeah. but again, that's. Yeah. That's how I feel so much stuff gets off kiltered is just the the expectations from the kids that they're not willing they, – they just don't – here, I'm, I'm just saying too much, but go for it, Travis. No, no, the, 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 this is perfect, and I actually, I actually wholeheartedly agree with you to the point that I'm going to mold my stance here, okay? You're absolutely right. If you, if you want to take that chance and bet the farm on your kid doing something like that to make money, totally fine. Please go do it, okay? But do not do it with the expectation that your kid then owes you something, whether it works or doesn't. Okay, you're betting the farm. You're making that choice. I do. I I agree with you with the with the fortune favors the bold. Okay, I mean, we're all doing it. I know you're an entrepreneur who has several different businesses and streams of income and all that kind of stuff, Johnny. I'm the same way. And it's like, here we are, like we are essentially making a bet like i'm betting the farm that this business that i'm trying to grow this youtube channel i'm trying to grow all this stuff will work out at the end whether it does or doesn't who knows uh we'll never know but i don't do it with the expectation like i like i would never do that to my child with the expectation of hey you want to do like she's really into gymnastics I would never push her so hard in gymnastics of like you have to become the next Olympic gold medal gymnastics person so that I can have fame and fortune off of your back. I would do it so that she could have it herself. And when we're done, if she doesn't want to ever give me a dime or talk to me again, well, then that was a risk I took in like, okay, fine, I'll deal with that. And basically, I'm 
I mean, I'm just I'm not afraid to start over if something fails. Where I feel like a lot of these parents do this and they're very afraid to start over. And then if they do have to start over, it's like they're blaming the kid, whatever, which is totally not fair. Like you took the risk, you knew what the what the odds were here, and it didn't work. Okay, cool. That was on you. Accept responsibility for it. It's not the kid's fault. Like you said, the kids don't really know. And then move on to the next thing and let's go. Let's go rebuild, you know? So, and if it works out, great, cool. Then everybody's happy. And hopefully you have cultured a relationship good enough. Unlike, say, like Davey Millsaps, for example, because he's very public that the relationship he has with his parents, Josh Grant's another one, that they got to that point where they were making money. And then, like, it it exploded because, again, as we're talking about, the parents expected something to be there and it wasn't and then all sorts of things have happened and you guys can go look that up i don't need to comment on all that but it it didn't work out in the end for the relationship between the two of them so yeah i guess i've talked myself in circles here and nothing nothing even to do with the race (laughs) yeah and so sorry i I got you off onto a a a whole different tangent The, the the final thing i will say is how do you solve the problem then you know because it's it's education yeah and a lot of parents there, there's no information out there that, hey, if my kid gets his pro license, that he's going to be able to sustain himself and me at the same time. But if there's more education out there to be like, oh, actually, you know, literally eight out of the 10 riders that are on the track are having to come up with money to get to the next race. They yes. are not pocketing enough money. Yep. And and if that was more public knowledge to people, well, I think a lot of parents would be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we're not going to mortgage this because there's even a less likelihood that it's going to work out at the end. Yep. And 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 I feel the sport <laughs> and the industry is so embarrassed about how much money is available that they 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 try to hide it. And and personally, that's maybe why I'm not uh, as 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 welcome at some stuff and I'm, I'm a little bit painted as somebody that's not for the sport, which is the, the complete opposite of the narrative that I want to have, you know, it's like, I'm an activist for the privateers and for the longevity of the sport. But in order to fix something, you first have to point out what is broken. And then you have to, it's not a matter of how it's a matter of who, who do you get involved that has the resources and able to make the solution, right? Yep. And I, yeah. And I mean, and this is, this just goes into points that we've all covered several times. And it's just like, um, like, like coach says all the time, like he has backing to start a team. The funds are there. The people are there. He could go start a team, a pro team today, but he refuses because there's no real way to monetize that team to produce an ROI. And so because of that, he refuses to start a team and I do think this is something that if we got everyone somewhat on the same page here, and this goes promoters, riders, teams, etc., and said, "Hey, let's build a let's build a foundation where there can be an ROI for everyone." Because even though the sport's small and the sport's niche and all this other all these other things that go along with it, there's still money there. Okay, there's there's money there, and. I mean, obviously, we don't know exact figures and everything, but obviously, Feld and MX Sports are making money at this stuff. If they weren't, like, you wouldn't be in business after all these years. You just wouldn't continue to put races on. 
But there's money there. They're making money. How much is it? Who knows? Because everything's so secretive. And like you said, some of these parents, they need, they don't have a real grip. They don't get behind the scenes enough of the sport to figure out how the money ebbs and flows and what the actual ROI on stuff is. All they see is like the Ken Roxons, the Eli Tomax and think, man, there's tons of money. They have to be making tons of money. And it's like, as soon as you get outside, say the top 10, we'll call it. It's like, man, there's really not much money there. Like there are some of those guys that are making money, but it's very little. And then it drops off to the negatives very quickly. So it, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's like, if we had some better, some, some, some better transparency and some better education in the sport of like, Hey, this is, this is where you can make money. This is where the money is. This is where the money isn't. This is how much it's going to cost to do this. If you're not an Eli Tomac or whatever, if you are a, a, Kevin Moran's a Devin Raper, a stink dog, uh, any of those guys that are paying their way to get there themselves. This is how much I don't know how they continue to do it. I can't figure it out out. either, man. I can't figure it out either. Uh, Especially guys like Devin Raper, like, or like dudes that are barely even making the fast 40. Yeah. I, I don't understand it, man. It blows Which don't get me mind. wrong. You know, they, they go to a, a, a local race or something or at their hometown. Like, they are heroes. Yeah. You know, they are, they are record holder uh, mm-hmm. college level athletes, um, but they just don't get the, the recognition with a dollar sign in front of it. And, yep. and so the, the issue that I have is everyone wants to complain about money. And like typically how a business works is the the hardest way is to try to go find more money, go raise more money to make everybody happy. When in reality, what you should be looking is how do we cut costs? How do we make this more affordable to then move it on there? And like dirt bikes are already expensive. You're, you're looking at 10, 12 grand for um, a decent dirt bike. And then why in the hell do you then need to go – have ten thousand dollars suspension added and then five thousand dollar motor work added and all this stuff to try to be be competitive you know like that's where the sport is getting out of hand is they need to cut the costs so that it can be here's the small little liberal in me uh and and i hate saying this uh but in in order to, to share some of the profits on stuff is you first have to to cut the costs on stuff, cut the level of entry so that more sponsors can come in. And if a team is looking, they're not like, Hey, okay, this, this spot on the truck is 250,000. You know, they, yeah. they could do so much more and have so much, like, why is it that we don't have outside sponsors in the sport? Why is it that it, it's everything from VP to Dunlop to Enzo to all, all the, the normal sponsors that we know that's such a niche you don't have, anything you don't have much outside money and and that's sorry i'm, I'm kind of going off on on a tangent here but uh, you know I, I love hearing myself talk and uh sometimes it's hard for me to collect my own thoughts so i will just shut up no no no, no, no you're fine it's just like it's it's because everything's so hillbilly i mean there's no there's no framework for anything it's almost like hey show up pay your money race and that's it like for sponsors 
they buy a logo. They don't know where the logo's going. They don't know if it's going on the side of the truck. They don't know where it's going on TV. It's basically just like, hey, give us two hundred fifty grand, and then we'll do whatever we want with it. I feel like the sponsors need to know where their money is going, and we don't have that right now. So, well, you don't have repeat sponsors, you know where yeah. where like I said this on my we had a conversation about this on my live show like on Friday is shit show bro. is yeah, like Jimmy John's. Is where a did all example. the Jimmy John's uh, the Ram. whole Geico Honda deal? Yeah, Ram, Chevy, Toyota, uh, all, all a lot of stuff. They just even the SmartFi stuff, the crypto of Supercross, like all these guys, they don't get a return on their investment. So you know, I didn't they, think they, about they, that till you just said that. But that SmartFi was all over the series last year, and where the hell are they now? Yeah, yeah, they're not out of business. No, you know, but they're. There, there's just no engagement. Well, like they, or, they pay their yeah, money. The they ROI. sponsor one year, and then they're just like, "Yeah, oh, my logo's there, there, and there. Why, why is it not where we thought it was going to be?" Yeah, that is, um, yeah, man, that is super. Man, it's frustrating because as we have all, <laughs> as we've all talked about a hundred times, it's uh, there's ways to do this, and we know there's ways to do this, and if we could just. Uh, Get a little powwow going, a little team powwow. Well, the only thing I I put hope into is uh, just guys like Lucas Myrtle and Brian Deegan coming into the sport that that know how to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, and maybe their voices will be absolutely. Heard. Yeah, Lucas so. Lucas I think is a big proponent. The other one that I really like is uh, Johnny. Do you watch any of like AJ Cat and Zero stuff or listen to it? He does anything? a good job. He does a really good job, uh, dude. I talked to uh, I talked to his main camera guy, that cameraman Cam dude in Indy, because um, they had just put the Daytona vlog out, and I was like, dude, that was super good. Of like, um, it wasn't. I mean, it's not a vlog. They're they're essentially doing almost. I want to say kind of like a mini documentary, but like with a vlog somewhat twist to it. And he told me he goes, that's exactly what we're going for. Is we're trying to do. Stuff that doesn't look like it should be on YouTube, on YouTube. And, um, yeah, no, it's really it's really good. And I like the direction they're going. So, And I, I try to listen to their podcast during the week, too, because they have some, they have some different insights uh, than what most people do. So, I, uh, yeah, I really like, I like the direction that they're going there. So, Yeah, AJ is a prime example of having a problem and not trying to solve it yourself but finding good people around you to help it get it done. Yeah. And and that's what I respect a lot about AJ. Yeah. So. And Club MX uh, what what their camera guy Rob is doing okay. with all of their mid midweek prep videos which they're more like video blogs, but that is really a cool dynamic that mm-hmm. I could definitely see teams building such a good following that here comes those outside sponsors um, because of the the presence you have. You know, again, that's the whole, I want to call it the Deegan phenomenon because, you know, they were able to really market themselves really, really well. And it's going to help them throughout the livelihood of his career, whether or not, you know, he win any championships or what, which I highly doubt. But let's just hypothetically say that, you know, he never – wins a championship well he's probably going to make more money than somebody that does have a number one plate yeah what's 
What's the odds you think that Deegan goes to the promoters and says that they want to get paid to be there because of the eyeballs they put on it? Uh, I, gosh, um, the likelihood of that going. So we're talking like a Conor McGregor type deal where you're going to the promotion and you're like, Hey, if you want me in this, uh, we're getting a little bit of, of this. I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think the sport is so small. Um, and there are at least the Deegan's, I believe a lot of their content is based around their little boy Hayden. Yeah. And it's part of being on Supercross. So I don't think that they are willing to risk them saying, nope, uh, we're not going to pay you. And so therefore you, you leave the sport. Uh, I don't think they're going to risk that now. So I, I would say that the likelihood but- of, of that is is probably very limited but but do they leave the sport or do they take the eyeballs to world supercross because that's one thing i mean i know i know we're all gonna start talking here about world supercross struggling and they don't have the guys and all this kind of crap like that this year because this year kind of definitely looks like a we'll call it a building year for them with the with the talent well, it's like their first full season yeah. of like six races or so yeah so like like in my mind here we've watched Deegan come up through the ranks we've watched him with these amateur races and when you when you watch the amateur races they have the live view count and when his race comes up that live view count starts spiking like yeah. it you goes know, you know uh, brian's got those numbers written yeah. down somewhere that he can take yeah. into a deal and leverage so it. i i have to believe with supercross here especially that they that especially brian being the savvy businessman he is he is looking at the numbers of say the east coast races when hayden's there when hayden's there versus the west coast races and going well, look at all these. Look at all these extra eyeballs we're we're well, bringing into the races here. Because I will tell you, we'll look at the whole Jordan Smith and, and him thing. Bingo! Look, how, look at that. Yeah, and I'll and I'll tell you everything's that under a microscope. Doing videos on our small channel where we talk about Deegan, which this clip will get clipped because <laughs> it's got his name on it, um, draws in ten times more views than what I can get with a jet video i mean it's it's not even 10 it's it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of multiples compared to what i can even get with a jet lawrence ver or verse or whatever so like there is i mean it is unbelievable how much they move the needle travis uh my whole take of it is they they pretty much could go to any factory that they want and Mm -hmm. and say hey here's a a bottom line if you're not going to pay it somebody else will yeah Uh, i have no doubt in that but going to the series and saying you're not you're going to take a lot of the viewership elsewhere i think that's getting into maybe creating too big of a head that that deegan has that kind of a an impact and maybe he will get to that point but the deal that deegan has is essentially in finance they call it fu money it's you know where you've got such a build of a, a base to you that if you move somewhere else, you're going to be okay. So you can take stuff to your advantage. And I definitely think he's going to, he has used this stuff to his advantage. Oh, hundred percent. And that that's, that's why at the beginning of this, I said, he's no matter what, regardless, which I highly doubt he's 
will not win a championship, but if he doesn't, he's still going to make more money doing it. And he has the, the options. So, right. His views give him options to where if he wanted a ride in world supercross, he would almost get one guaranteed. If he wanted a ride in factory Honda, they probably, it would go to the top of the list. Like his, his presence gives him options. Yeah. And that's the coolest thing with that. But that also comes with, like, uh, I, I, I don't – it also comes with just a lot of risk as well um, because he, he, could, he could potentially shoot himself in the foot because he's got so many people watching him as well. Yeah. Microscope, man. Yeah. I mean, it could, man. I don't know. I, it's very – it could get very – if, well, watch if, why all the Star Yamaha guys potentially don't want to be teammates with him. You know, <laughs> it's because uh, they hey, they'd rather go somewhere else. Johnny and quit, like quit talking conspiracies here. There are no issues there. Nothing might have not happened in that truck after the Detroit incident. There is no problems yeah, over there. I, I believe future. Kumbaya. This is, this is a lot of future talk. But if they are able to get the sponsor structures and all that stuff around, I wouldn't put it past them to go start their own team. Do you see something like that? I don't know about that so much. Mostly because I think that's way more likely than them asking the Supercross to pay them a, a good percentage of stuff. Yeah, think- like Brian can be like, "Hey, you know, I got Deegan Thirty Eight brand, whoever he's connected to. Yeah, he can, you know, whatever sponsor it may be, he can go in there and be like, look, Supercross, um, and Supercross is going to want their piece of the pie, you know, <laughs> so he can be like, you guys get this percent." We're bringing these guys in, but they want this, this, and this. We're going to run our own team, blah, 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 done and over with. That way, you yeah. know, they don't have to deal with the bullshit of the other guys. It's their rules. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I could see that happening. It's just, again, it all goes back to, you know, Feld, SMX, whatever the hell they are now. Yep. Providing a, a, a laid-out document structure of, you know, you sponsor the series, you sponsor a team in the series, you're getting this, this, and this kind yeah. of thing, you know. Like the NBA, like when you sign with the Lakers, you know you're getting a logo right here, mm-hmm. and you're getting this kind of exposure with this athlete, etc. So, which, which we I mean, have. they're definitely probably working on it. Like just, just the same thing that you've got uh, one of the best, you know, arguably the competitor to the goat, James Stewart. You know, mm-hmm. I was at the races, and his stuff, his Bubba's podcast, was all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. so. How 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 do you not work with Feld in order to get that stuff? And that's mm-hmm. why like his production value on stuff has gone up uh, as bunch. Where like I'm not able to take footage um, directly from Feld. Like they don't send me the raw clips of it, but they'll send. Granted, you know, not comparison right. because comparison is the theft of joy. But I'm just saying that you know Bubba and his business savvy has worked with Feld to make it beneficial for both of them which has been smart you know i truthfully i love bubba in the booth as opposed to some other people Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he does a a really good job but at the same time i kind of put a guard up when i hear him talk about certain things because i'm like who 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 are you answering to where you potentially don't want to come off um not on the side of the majority like mark twain says find yourself on the side of the majority, you should stop and reflect. And right. that was the same yeah, well, thing with the whole point. Deegan and Smith yeah. thing. 
Like he's getting the footage from Feld now. Feld can yeah. they have leverage to control their narrative? You know what? What do you, what do you think? This, this is something that's been rattling around in my head. What do you think the play is for James? Like, obviously he was not even anywhere around the sport for years here. Now all of a sudden he's back. Now he's in the booth. Now he's doing he's doing commentary. Now he's doing the podcast. So what is what's the end game here for JS Seven? Like, is he trying to take Ricky's job? Like what? Are, what do we think so, he's trying think to do so. here? Because there's got to be a play. There's got to be a Dude, play. Uh, a body in motion stays in motion. You know, you got to do something. Uh, you can't just sit like everyone chases retirement, and then once they're retired, uh, whether they're in their 30s or their 60s, you know, most of the time people die is because there's nothing ever to do. Yeah. Right. You know, like it, it's, it's nice every now and again to have a, a nice little vacation with a mojito or, or whatever, but it, it's not a sustainable thing as far as staying happy. And part of staying happy is being intuitive and keeping yourself busy and feeling like you're making an impact in, in some, some aspect. And James, uh, I think it's an, an awesome thing that he's using the leverage of what he's built his entire life and has turned it now into, you know, potentially helping giving back, growing the sport a bit. And yeah, you know, I see him being, uh, some sort of a, a media, uh, commentator for the foreseeable future. And I think it's perfectly smart. I mean, you know, you, we, we see so many writers that end up committing suicide or just, being unhappy after they hang up two wheels is because they just they don't feel like they have a purpose anymore and so you have to stay busy and that's why you see guys like maybe i'm putting words in other people's mouth but you see carmichael you see justin brayton you see uh you know ryan dungy you know you see all these guys becoming team managers or whatnot you know staying antonio caroli right yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's now the boss of hurlings, you know, like <laughs> you, 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 you can't just topic. Not, I think he's lost in the business world, but RD coffee's done. If you guys didn't know, is it really? Yeah. He's sh- shutting it down. He shut down RD coffee. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, so. That stuff was good. That stuff was good. I was trying to get a discount on his shit so, cause it was too I expensive, mean, but <laughs> yeah, something, I mean, something on his business side must not be working. I mean, Geico thing didn't last long. The coffee thing's done already. Well, I think so, with the Geico, I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But. I don't, I don't know what that, I, I think he had an itch to scratch with the retirement and not really wanting to be done. And I think he well, Cole Seeley had a Cole Seeley had a coffee deal and, mm. and Hey, why is Cole Seeley back now? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, and Cole it's Seeley not back recent though. Like they're, they're bored and they don't know what to do. Yeah. That's the long and skinny. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Is, is you got to stay busy and, it, and it's really hard to feel, um, you know, like the people always think success is determined by like what you have and, you know, almost like what people think of you. And, and it's, it's. The big issue that I have with society is like a true measure of success is not comparing yourself to others, but comparing yourself to your past, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a lot of us that feel an emptiness that we're, we're not real, you know, we're not, 
we're we're not owning up to our potential. We don't have as much as the next guy. You know, we're not keeping up with the Joneses or whatever. And it's it's such. I, I almost want to call it like it's just a lethal injection that you have in in society, and and I feel like it's it's a ten x when it comes to riders is because they really don't have a sense of self after racing and it's so small that it's just it's it's sad and you know that's why i just i don't know where i'm where i'm going with that again travis you guys uh i'm I'm going more like philosophical here but it's it there's a lot of irony into why you see so many guys come out of retirement and they stay around the sport. Yeah. It's because they don't know what else to do yep. and they don't have the skill set to go do something else. And so here they are. And if you're fortunate enough to be a Brayton or a Dungey or somebody that has connections to be able to get in, like I was talking to some of the photographers down at the race and they've completely changed it all up where they're only allowing like, three or four cameras on track at all times and you know they're trying to own everything so that nobody can really take photos of anything and so like every team that has like a video blogger or something they're now not considered a media guy they're considered like a, a marketing director so that they can get around the whole weird rules of not being able to have a camera and all these guys are not allowed to have cameras on the track you know you'll see these guys with $10,000 attachments to their cameras in the stands, which I just think is hilarious. And and there's no money to be made there. It it's just the whole sport is the way it's built is be happy that you're a part of the sport and don't want anything more. Yeah. I'd be interested. I'd be interested to know. I, I should, I should DM Adam Bailey and I don't know if you've talked to him ever, Johnny, but uh, I'd be interested to know what their take is on different media outlets per se with, uh, you know, coming to the race and taking videos and taking pictures and different things like that and like getting people on the floor there. I'd be be super interested to know what that's uh, what that whole situation is. And if they were smart, they would say, come steal our shit. Come come steal. 100 percent. Right. Mm -hmm. Because this, this, this sounds, this might sound really silly, you know, that, um, I get a lot of sometimes of my inspiration from other YouTubers, you know, people that are more successful for me. And if you look at like one of the biggest ones, Mr. Beast, you know, Mm -hmm. and he, he, he he makes, (laughs) he's going to be like the first YouTube billionaire. Um, and he's also going to be the first person to to spend a billion dollars as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, there, there's a book I read that that's called steal like an artist. And it said that originality is just undetected plagiarism, which is exactly it. Somebody has a good idea. Then somebody that has more resources steals your idea and then makes it better to what it was. Mm -hmm. But in today's digital economy, yes, I'm calling it a digital economy, we could get into crypto and all this web three and blah, blah, blah. There's so much money to be made with monetization that once you steal an idea, it's going to come back to you in some way, shape or form. You know, that's why it's a little bit ticked off when I hear, 
other people, Pulp, whatever, Racer X, Vital, you know, they start trying to take ownership of certain things when it's like, God, people. Oh, you're cutting out, Johnny. See, because they like. Oh, can you hear me now? Oh, maybe it's me. Can you hear me? I know we yeah. were. Yeah, my, yeah. my Wi-Fi is not hooked up anymore. It's weird. Starlink out here. Starlink's going sweet. Ah, there we go. Okay, now we got it. Okay, yeah, sorry, gosh. In, in, in my back? Of, yep, in the middle of the rant there. Dang it, that was good, too. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, leave it Leave it to Hopper to have a, a full-blown rant, but if, <laughs> if I'm going from the 10,000-foot view, is is people, they go to Cooksey stuff because they, they want to see good journalism and some conspiracy. They go to Pulp MX because he gets to talk to some of the the high riders where all their agents say you have to be on pulp MX for 30 minutes or whatever. Yep. You know, people come to you and I because they like a different take about stuff, but you really think that we're stealing anything from other people. No, when in reality it's all coming back to everyone that contributed in the sport and it's coming back to Supercross. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's growing everything up. So if Adam Bailey is smart He's going to say, yeah, go take your GoPro footage. Go take all this stuff. Just go make a, a mass compound effect on the whole interweb, and mm-hmm. it's going to build World Supercross. Yep, 100%. So, well, Johnny, I, I said I'd keep you for a half hour. It's been like 45 minutes now because we're awesome at this. So, <laughs> <sighs> I appreciate you coming on, man. Always a great talk with you. So, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on. Much appreciated. We'll have you back soon. And uh, just want to take note that my episode of The Shit Show is still like the second highest one now. Jesus. Oh, I, 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 didn't, even, I didn't even know. So we'll, we'll have to have you back on, on Travis, for sure, dude. And, and I love you, brothers, and uh, thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Have a good one. Cool. All right. Brop. <laughs> Later, bud. Later. Johnny F. and Hopper, everybody. Check him out. YouTube at Johnny Hopper. So I think Johnny Hopper on YouTube. Yeah. Way different than that, Johnny Hopper. Yeah. I mean, he gets he gets a little he's like he's, he's like a us. little more amped up. On he his gets own a little channel. crazy on his own channel, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I just want to point out the shit show that I was on. Uh, yeah. You just pointed that out about five minutes ago. Yeah. Tied, tied for second. There's been some good. It was the leader for a long time, but there is one. Other one tied with me, and one other one that's beating me. But it doesn't really count because that's the week that Kenny won. So, like, is that really a thing? Who knows? So, all right. Uh, Johnny Hopper brought to you by our friends because he is a conspiracy theorist in the motor motorcycle industry like us. Brought to you by our friends at TLR Coatings <laughs> and the TLR Tinfoil Hat segment. So, um, actually, we're going to lead right into my Holster Co. Reload rant here with kind of what Johnny, we're going to we're gonna just continue on with what Johnny was talking about there. The ripping off content. We talked about this last time, and I wrote it down as my rant here. These people that go out and make these TikToks, Instagram, YouTube pages, and all they do is rip off these short clips from yeah, I mean, other couple from us even. couple from us even from other people uh you know all the major major sources from from the actual broadcast all this stuff drives me insane yeah 
Yeah, how can they regulate that, you think? I have no idea. The yeah. hard part is it's less than a minute of content all the time. Well, the thing is, is um, like Instagram, Facebook, all them, they mm-hmm. aren't monetizing like they were because yeah. all these dudes were making buku bucks off videos that weren't even theirs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, when does that come back? When does that ruin YouTube shorts? When, you know, yeah. what, what's going to happen here? I don't know. Drives me insane, though. Because it's like, yeah, dude, I could also put up a video of the show, overlaying it with a video of the Deegan Smith incident, but I don't. Why? Because I don't own the rights to that Deegan Smith incident. I don't have that on my iPhone. It's not, it's not a thing. So, like, and I'm not going to go out and cut kenny scrub off of what's it called like like there are certain things i'll use i'll i will jack some pictures and stuff for thumbnails and things like that mm-hmm. that's slightly different than just taking literally the video ripping it off and being like here you go thanks for coming thanks for coming to my channel to watch this specific content that i ripped off from someone else drives me nuts holster co reload rant agree so and then and you know and, and then it's like they're gonna they're making some money off of it because you know they're not being like yeah i don't own this yeah, and then well, if they're if you're gonna rip it off, give credit. These fuckers don't even give credit. Yeah, that's a big thing too. So, um, all right, so we got. Um, sorry, we had to jump right in there with Johnny because he was uh, he was ready to go. So, yeah, hi guys. I'm hi, here, by the way. hi. Welcome to show uh, two thirty two here. I'm Travis, your host. This is Cole, the co-host. Big team green guy. Are we making yeah. an announcement yet? I, I mean, I guess we can. I haven't really told anybody. Cole is officially a Kawasaki guy now officially yeah i guess i can drop the news on here i haven't updated yeah. my linkedin or anything like that yet. that's fine nobody cares uh no my last day is this friday yes my current employer but yes. then uh yeah monday sh- start straying in going to the headquarters out of kawasaki and bingo um so yeah i'll be i will be a my fancy term district sales manager so sick so it'll be good so be good. it's the only bike i've never had in my garage is a green one whose wiener do i gotta look at to get a demo look unit? at yeah um i mean you can sniff mine can i get a demo unit i don't know how all that works you gotta I, figure I this know. out i know like millions of people are gonna ask me about it too so do millions of people have a youtube channel with five thousand subscribers well uh, well let's go back <laughs> to when i was like well where do you want to go with the channel I don't know. I was like, well, I'd like to test bikes and parts. And you're like, no, fuck that. We don't want that. I didn't have an insider who had the connection. Okay, there wasn't a you connection could build there. A, could build a way to get to that connection. <sighs> Look, I need some Listen, if under- you wanted to test bars and all that stuff, I was your connection. We don't have that no Dude, more. Dude, I ain't got time for all that. Okay. Chris Cooksey's your guy now. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I still... I'm but, still no, anyway, got a that. green bike coming. I'll try to be unbiased as possible. Are you getting a 450 or 250? that i don't even know yet either i'm like dude just let me sign my name and have a job did you ask them about it at all not, not yet. yet Nope. you better ask about that i'm Monday. just focused on my employment that should be the first thing monday you should walk in and be like so whose dick do i gotta suck to get my fucking demo unit to ride because i already sold the gas gas no i got I will, no i, I got I will, no bike i will never get that aggressive but i will be i did mention something to the guys they were like hey uh we end up bringing you on board and what are you going to do with those bikes in your garage? And I was like, well, um, I think I'll get a green one, but uh, I don't know. I'll have to find a deal on one. And they, they both looked at each other, laughed, and said, I think we know a couple guys. <laughs> we know a few guys to get yeah. a deal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I'm excited for all the other stuff, too. Their yeah. watercraft's badass. Yeah. Um, that KRX side-by-side. Yeah. 
That thing's badass. Been wanting a side by side. There you go. KLX 110, baby. Ugh. Come on now. There's one thing lacking, and I think it's coming in the future. I can't confirm. But oh, okay. Well, we we won't. Let's not break any news like yeah, that. Yeah, I can't confirm it, but they need it, and they know it's an issue. Yeah. If you're comparing to a CRF 110, so. <sighs> Yeah, no, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, the, I do, no pictures allowed, but I do get to go in the race shop when I'm out there. Sick. So that'll be cool. Sick. So I'm expecting a Jason Anderson interview for the show here really <laughs> soon. Yeah, I mean, if they don't can him, he ain't riding very good. Which we'll get. They into. were they were pretty concerned when he crashed the other night. I don't know, man, but uh, it's it, frustrating for Team Green right now. Well, hey. But Paul. now it's like opened up my head and like looking back at Team Green. Yeah. They've had some success. Yep. Lots of success. Yep. I mean, Bill Poto, Carmichael, oh, yeah. still got McGrath. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I'll, well, be, out there. I'll be out there Monday. I'm pumped for you. Congratulations on the new Thank job you. here. Thank you. This is exciting. So, and even if I guess we can't get a demo unit here, I'm just going to come ride your 450 and come ride it, man. Or whatever then go the buy hell one. It is. Yeah, I'm probably not going. It would have to really blow my. No offense. But the Kawasaki's I've rode in the past, I've not been fans of. Have you rode no, rode them or ridden them? However you want to say, it. ridden, <laughs> rodent, whatever. Those motorcycles that I threw my leg over and went around a dirt surface on, mm-hmm. it wasn't. They weren't my favorites. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I so, guess we'll see. It's been everybody a while says the new one. ones are really good. They're very uh, uh, balanced. Different things like that. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things. So I'll be interested to ride one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, if I'm getting a good deal on one, I'll spend some money on clamps or whatever I need to make it. Free is free. More. <laughs> I don't think it's free. Ain't nothing in this world free. Look, man, I know. I know. Like, uh, what was the race? Did we talk about it where uh, they had the guy from Dodge or Ford or something? Like the CEO, yeah, the of, CEO Ford. of Ford? Yeah. And his, and his, his trainer was a local guy from around here. Yes, and he couldn't get he drove a he drove a dodge or something and the guy was like yeah we give him crap all the time for not driving a ford you're the ceo you're the whole ford, ford man give the guy a raptor come on make a deal with him like hey i'll dude you're to a free training here's an f-150 don't, like, don't even make it de- like dude when you're the ceo of a company that big that and i'm not even gonna say fifty thousand because that's not the cost on that truck for you like Dude, you lose that much in the couch cushions at the fucking office every day. Like, get out of here, man. Yeah, yeah. Your salary is enough to buy that guy ten trucks, and you wouldn't even know they were yeah. that you were missing that money. So, like, let's just. You know what I'm gonna do, shit. actually? Oh boy, here we go. I'm just gonna get a ninja and start stunt riding, bro. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm in on that. Let's do that. I got a whole six three six over there on the shelf to do for a guy. So for a, what is it? A six uh six three or I guess they're still I guess they're ZX sixes now is what they call yeah. them. They were it's so weird because they go from zx6 to 636 back to zx6 yeah and when they got the other one that's like the h2 something oh yeah that's stupid yeah that's way too fast yeah like 300 horse that is called death that's what i said it's death you wouldn't catch me on that i've rode a hayabusa before mm. more power than you need um all right so uh so we're gonna have kevin so, yeah, Moran's, breaking news yeah that. breaking news cole's got a new job with kawasaki team green hence the hat he bought the hat. I did go buy the hat. <laughs> I was so excited. I drove down to the local dealer and bought a hat. Oh, man. Okay. Um. So, Kev's going to come on here about 530. So, we got about 20 minutes or so. Um. Luckily, the race wasn't super exciting here. So, let's uh, 
let's bust through this 450 class here, at least before we get Kev on. Uh, so 450 race recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Josh and Kayla, great people over there. Gutterworks gutters, always well hung like Justin Barsha. Yeah. I was over there riding Saturday. Oh, at the librettos and they there? they said uh, they were listening to the show, thought it was funny. Good. Um, they like the slogan. Good. They enjoy it. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll stay hung. We'll, we'll, stay, we'll stay well hung, just yep. like Justin Barsha there. All right, so... Um, do you want to start with the champion or do you want to start with the winner? Because there's two options here. I mean, the champion is the winner. No, no. Oh, oh, the the triple crown, the triple crown champion. Nobody knew about that. No one knows about. No, we'll we'll get to him. Okay. All right. So Eli Tomac goes one two one, gets the win. Whew. It was typical Tomac in Arizona. There, he was flying. Great starts. Um, that was a a statement ride. I think. I think he uh, that was a big one for him. Came out with that red plate and put it down. He seems to be Seven the only one now. the red plate is not heavy for. Dude, so. How about the chrome red? Yeah, that was pretty I cool. I like that. Cool touch. That was pretty cool. Cowboys so. had chrome on their graphics, too. Oh, yeah? I was paying a little more attention to those guys. <laughs> but, oh, uh, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> Eli in Arizona, like that's what you're going to get. He's mm-hmm. just historically good there. He's good at going on a fast track like that. Yep. Um, dude starts from the outside. Um, you must've been confident being outside the box like that. Must be. Cause yeah, that's, I thought that was interesting of him lining up outside every single time, but dude, he did pulled the practice holy from out there. Yeah. And then I said, FFL. Kev tried to T-bone in. him in that third main. Kev is getting a lot of heat for that. We will talk about that. Yes. In fact, we're going to talk about that with Kev when that comes up. Oof. So All right. I will let you ask the hard questions. I will make that happen here. Um, anyway, uh, statement ride there. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. Got out front, did what he had to do. Wins another triple crown, and now he's the lone red plate now holder by lone, seven points. Now he's lone second all-time wins. Yep, that's also very impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, all right, second place. Sexton goes four-one-three for second overall. He is your triple crown champion. Breaking here's, news. Here's the question: Did Why they the mention fuck? that on the broadcast at all? No, they didn't. And in fact, I heard in the stadium that Dan Hubbard was like, "Yeah, your triple crown." Uh, Whatever champion, like I heard it was super awkward. So it's like, if you're going to do this, because, okay, the first year they did it and Tomac was like, super like, (laughs) oh, all right, great. Yeah. All right. Champion. My question is, we know you're going to do this. So if you're going to do it, why do you not promote it more? Why do you not say like literally, I guess use the tagline for lack of a better term right now, a series within a series the triple crown champion oh and guess what he probably did not make a bonus off it i will tell you what so okay so here's where i'm gonna get yeah. to with that they probably don't make a big deal out of it because the teams don't they, want them to make a big deal because then they, that's in contract negotiations yes, there correct that was what was on my head yeah so um but ironic that sexton wins that title so let me ask you this and i watched it back the third start if kev didn't kev do we have a different race? I don't know. I haven't watched it over again yet. I've heard about it. So I've Kev listened to a bunch of stuff. bounced off pretty good. Sexton's pretty upset about yeah, this it. This is what I hear. This is what I hear. So, um, And he got blue way to the outside, and mm-hmm. he probably came over the whole shot line about eighth, ninth. Yeah. So do we have a different race? I think we maybe we do. Maybe. God, that, whoop, that one passed through the whoops there in that second moto. 
Maine, whatever the fuck we're calling it, mm-hmm. with Sexton. Holy Perfect. shit! Was did you not see that? Do you not remember around that? the outside of somebody? Yeah, when he yeah, went yeah. around, when he went around Tomac, yeah, which yeah, I yeah. believe was was after he stalled it, and then Tomac passed him, and then dude, I mean, he was half a second faster. Yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. whoops there, it was nuts. Yeah, and, and then he, and then here we are. We're like, oh, when's he gonna tuck the front wheel? What's gonna yeah. happen? But. Which didn't. We just had a little stall, and then we then we went. I mean, he, he can't do it. He can't do a race without an issue. It's almost like he needs to start third, and we can yeah. work his way through. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but either way, I he, think I think Sexton should take it. He put a few points on Coop after the couple rounds he's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coop did give Sexton a little attitude in the practice start. I don't know if you've seen that. I don't think I did. Practice start, he saw Sexton on the outside. Webb took a hard right. <laughs> <laughs> just hard right turn yeah yeah so, so uh mind games there no, yeah it's probably a feather in, in sexton's cap like haha you mm-hmm. know so should have well i guess coop was anywhere around him i was like should turn around and gave him the guns yeah yeah <laughs> um all right uh justin barsha goes three six two for third contract year he's got it he's got it two year so he did sign sign and then podium the week after two year. yeah well that's a impressive. good sign yeah <laughs> So he's super, super good right now. And the thing I've noticed too is he's been riding very clean. Yes, that's super weird too. Which is also weird, but I don't know if he finally realized like, hey, I can pass these guys clean and get away. Or yeah. Maybe the the bullshit wasn't worth it no more. Or, yep. Or they said we'll sign you two more years if you quit taking people out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know either, man. So what's that mean? Two 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 four two four fifties and one. Uh, 250 guys, what I've heard. I'm not sure. I haven't heard yeah. anything like that. Also, apologize. Another weird one, silly season. Do you hear Ducati? I've been hearing That's a lot about that. We can I talk about that after we break, after we cover the race yeah, here. We'll just do that on a separate show, actually. Yeah. I, sorry, I, guys. I was going to do the, the show talking about all the silly season stuff. It's literally changing by the day at this point. Yeah, and in the way. Just go to Vital and back. I was going to say, and on top of that, I have a ton of stuff to do, so maybe in an off week between outdoor or between Supercross and outdoors, we'll do one of those. I just I just didn't have time to write it all down. I started a note. I started trying to figure out who's going where and what's happening and everything like that because I have a bunch of it up here, but I'm trying to make sure that I have it all legitimately laid out yeah. so we can go through it. Um, but there's a lot of pieces to fall in place. Some of them are already starting to fall with like the Barsha signing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Super weird. Yeah. Super. Well, su- everything kind of the kingpin at the top before everything falls, and that's Tomac. Yes. So, um, all right. So Webb goes two five four for fourth, and man, that was an interesting day for Webb. But it, historically, he hasn't been good in Arizona. <laughs> no. If you go back and look, this is better than his average yes. historic finish. And I think he really boned himself on the Anderson deal instead of getting <laughs> getting a spot he lost to kind of thing. Yep. Um, if not, you know, maybe he would have been on the podium for an overall. Two. Let me ask you this. Does Anderson turn down or does Webb go up to hit him? Is what's your opinion on that? I think Anderson was just running low in the yeah. corner. And, and I think Webb just didn't figure that line, which is strange. Which is Webb, weird because yeah. usually he's really smart with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that was not, and he was, I'll tell you what he was smart with though. After that happened, going into that next corner, he just was just like, go. see ya. Yep. Please just don't take us both out. Yeah, but I think he was smart enough to know, like, oh, this yeah. guy's on Provo. I yeah. Have that split. Well, and, but, dude, I'll tell you what. 
I don't think Anderson cared about probation there because you saw him look over like, who the hell did that? Yeah. And you like you could just see the fire in the helmet. You yeah, couldn't oh, yeah. really see it, but you could. See, the body language all of a sudden got oh, real. He like, made uh-oh. sure he slid the back end up into. Oh the back yeah, end, so, oh yeah. So which is sketchy, man, because you could put a pull some spokes out with a peg. Dude, or, there's lots of stuff you could do there that it's like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, it's gonna be interesting to see what Webb does, man, because you got Nashville is gonna be hard. Yep. You got Colorado up in the elevation. Everything's open stadium from here on Salt out. Salt Lake City's elevation. Yeah. I think Webb's in trouble. I don't know. I really wanted Webb to win this deal and pull it out, but I think he's in trouble. It's and you heard it on Gypsy. He's tried talking shit to Tomac, and he Tomac knows looks right it doesn't him, work. Dude. Yep, I was just gonna bring up the gyp- if you had listened to the Gypsy Tales one because yep. yeah, that one was really good. There is he's uh, like you ready to battle, and the dude just stared through him. Yep, so, yep. I like it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, all right. So Kenny goes five three five for fifth. But he was right there all day. A little bit of fight. I yeah. Liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Because he actually... Hold on, I have notes about him, or I thought I did. Never mind. Maybe I don't. Well, it would have been a 4-3-4, a technically. I yeah. mean, he was right on the Ando, back of somebody in both of them. Yeah, Ando got him real late there uh, Anderson in the got, third main. Uh, Sexton got him into the tunnel. Yeah. Yep. Squeaked up through yep, there, yep. too. So, so. Yeah, So, but I thought that was a good ride for Kenny. New shock. Oh, is that what you're hearing? Different shock on the bike. Interesting. So... Hmm. I don't know. Step in the right direction. He looked a little more feisty. Still didn't look like the Kenny we've seen in the whoops before. No. Which is a little weird, but hey, man. He looked a little little spicier than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, AC goes 777 seven, seven for sixth. So that's just happy to be here. Doing all the laps. That's good. Had him on my fantasy team. Oh, did you? I think oh, I yeah. pulled him. I put that one good looking dude on there. Well, yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll get to fantasy this week. <laughs> it wasn't I, I'm pissed. Uh, anyway, uh, AP goes nine nine six. That wasn't AP track at all. It was it was hard pack fast? That's yeah, not how I don't, AP th- I don't think any of these tracks coming over AP tracks. Maybe East Rutherford. I don't know. But it's I starting feel, to get I've, warmer in the year. Dirt's I've, hardening. I was gonna say I feel like Nashville, Nashville, Denver will both be good. Salt Lake City, I don't think so because that's harder. I think Nashville might be all right for AP just because of the vibes in the city. Yeah. Country boy shit. Atlanta might be okay, too. That red dirt. Atlanta, I think he'll be good. Yeah. Speedway track, I think he'll be Because what right. do we got? We got Atlanta, Nashville, Salt Lake City, Denver. What's the other one I'm missing? Oh, New York. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to miss this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully the return of Justin after Atlanta is a, a true thing. We'll see. All right. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Um, Colt Nichols makes his triumphant return. Good, Good start dude. that first one. Good eight, looking eight, dude. Eight Good looking eight. ride. Yeah, that wasn't bad for uh, on my feet coming back. I don't think he was on mine. He was on mine. Dean Wilson finally gets it in the top 10. Yes, sir. 10, 10, 9 for ninth. So that was good. Finally got in the top 10. Yes. Has to be Courtesy a huge sigh of relief. Yeah, we'll get to that too. Um,. Jason Anderson goes 6-4-21 for 10th. Gnarly. Oh, boy. Here we go. You can't do that. You're part of that team now. You're part of Team Green. My coworker. <laughs> <laughs> Both J- our checks say Kawasaki Racing. Jason, my coworker here. Um, I don't know, man. I don't see him there next year. I think he's looking for anything he can do to get out. 
think he takes a, I bet he takes a year off. I'm telling you, he takes a year off, comes back for Triumph in 2025, and boom, we're on it, baby. I don't know, man, but uh, we all picked him for a title, and this this isn't the guy we saw last year. Nope, not at all. And it just reminds me so much of his his Husky days when he was going to defend the championship and just yeah. kind of like, I'm just going to suck so I don't have expectation kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It It's weird and... Excuse me. Um, I don't know, man. I I don't like watching it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was weird. It was really weird in this one because and this is his kind of track, huh? And weeding it in the whoops. Yeah, that was weird too. But then again, Craig also crashed in the whoops. So like, oh, that's the bike. We'll get to that. Uh, Chiz back. Big qualifying guy. Two weeks off. Big qualifying 52 guy. Fifty-two points on my team. Oh man, I didn't have him. 14, 12, 10 for 11th, qualified 10th, like realistically, killing the game. But I was thinking about this last night. I know he's been struggling with injuries and the bike and stuff like that. Two weeks off, maybe he got his shit together. Yeah. But seeing him qualifying He had there, another kid, too, by the way. Did he? Yeah. So seeing him qualify that well and seeing him ride that well, I got to thinking, I'm like, this is where he should be. Yeah. I mean, he is clearly better than who got behind him, Harlan and Bloss and yep. all the guys finishing behind him. <laughs> Historically, he's been better than all those guys. Like, mm-hmm. this is... Yeah, this is exactly this is where he should is. be. Yeah. yeah, so... um, Justin Hill, 13-13-12 for 12th. He had a practice crash. Yep. So Shane Sins, 15-11-16 for 13th. Also 13. on my fantasy team. Me, me too. I did have him. Uh, Benny goes 11-22-11 for 14th. I mean, good for him. He keeps finishing races. Yep. Yep. Because so. he had a crash in that second one, too. Did he? Yeah. I'm th- I uh, think it was so, a pretty good one. I mean, one good for camera. Benny. Like, I've shit on him pretty hard. Uh, but I'm glad to see I him. I think we all have. Because there's a lot of potential there that just doesn't get found. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I remember, like I said, watching him at Loretta's. I think yeah. I've said it before. And it, that was amazing, watching him there and... Like, dude, this guy's gonna be good. He's tall, smooth, yep. and yeah, for whatever reason, he hasn't been able to pull it together. So, nope. Um, Josh Hill goes 18, 14, 13 for 15. Out of the LCQ again. Out of the LCQ again. Uh, Freddie Noren, 17, 15, 14 for 16th. So, that's not bad for Freddie. Grant Harlan, uh, 12, 20, 15. He had a crash too. Yeah, yeah. Um, for 17th. Cole Seeley, tired. This isn't going well. Uh, it looked better. Better. But better. But that third main was not good. What was it? What were the results? Uh 16, 17, 20 for 18th. Yeah, he was smoked in that last one. Like the fitness is not there. Yeah. We'll see if the world supercross rounds don't go well, it might be time just to hang it up, bro. Like to real like hang up the professional racing like this mm-hmm. because let's face it, he went and did World Supercross last year. If that didn't go well, he's now doing a couple of rounds here to kind of tune up for World Supercross. Mm-hmm. They're not going well. I don't think he realized what it's going to take to get back to where he was. I don't think so either. So I don't. He probably hasn't been doing a whole lot of fitnessing uh, since he retired. Mm-hmm. And when you stop, it's a lot to get back there. Yeah, that, and I just think. Uh... I like you think about it. He was, you know, from the 250 class, carried it into 450. Never really had much time off mm-hmm. either. Like he, and I feel like he thought he could go back and be on natural talent. Yeah, he was natural talent, but he had a, a solid base. Yep. So if he gave up a little bit, he still had a base. Whereas mm-hmm. now he's coming in trying to rely on talent with no base. Yep. So, 
Yep. Um, all right. Kevin Morans goes uh, 19, 18, 17. That's pretty good. Uh, for 19th, uh, A-Rod on a 450. He was going to be better. He was better. Kind of. 21, 16, 18 for 20th. I mean, he made a 450. He's in the 450. That's his first one. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, eh, whatever. So, uh, Josh Cartwright goes 20, 19, 19 for 21st. Mm-hmm. And Justin Starling rounds it out with a 22, 21 DNS. Struggling. And, and it's injuries, man. Sucks. Because he's definitely not a 22nd place guy. But I've got him in the points now. I assume so. That's who he's battling with, right? No, he's got like three other dudes he's battling with. I think he's battling with Harlan, and I don't know who else. It was Starling, so he's... Yeah. Uh, Starling was in the picture at one time, but kind of... Yeah, no, Starling's not anywhere close now. Probably slowly working his way out of there, but... Yep. So, um, all right, and so, that yeah. has been anything... Else? Oh, so Craig has a huge crash in practice Big there. Big get-off. Big get-off. Um, dislocated hip, dislocated elbow, and his elbow is also broken... And he's got to have surgery as soon as the swelling goes down. So fucking rough, dude. Husky ain't had a good record Ooh. lately. All that stuff we talked about, that bike, and then this happens. and ooh. Yeah, he, he hasn't ooh. been trusting that bike, and he's always trusted a bike through the whoops. Yeah. And then this happens? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, that wasn't... Uh, push that twice. Yeah, because I this don't, is. This is not... It's not the way it should be going, that's for sure. No. Like Mookie's out. Like, ah, I sound like I'm really shitting on Husky, but if I'm getting ready to ride for a factory team, I don't think it's going to be Husky. I wonder if RJ's going on that bike the rest of the year. I bet he'd push to ride that thing outdoors. Well, I know outdoors... But I wonder with Supercross here, because he said he was going to try to ride a couple more rounds anyway. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if he shows up on it here. And in then Atlanta. does Get he does he go then does he go back to the 250 at all? Who I knows? think he's over that thing. I think he is too. I think he is too. And uh, yeah, and like he knows he's not going to beat Jets. Might as well go get 450 results, man. Yeah. So. All right, uh, 450 Race Recap brought to you by our friends at Gutterworks. Always well hung, like Justin Barsha. Check them out. Links in the description down below there. Um, okay, so we talked Holster Co. Reload rant, ripping off video content. Um, <laughs> a couple other things here. Let's do the TLR tinfoil hat segment here. Oh, boy, you got one. So McAdoo's out. Correct. Because of an issue out of his control. Correct. Have you heard what the issue is? Don't blame the bike. <laughs> Just kidding. Have you heard what the issue is? Um, no. I, it sounds like you have. And this is courtesy of my friend Chris Cooksey over there, mm-hmm. Cooksey Media. Go check him out on YouTube. Also, he says the things that nobody else will. He says the things that nobody else will. We gotta come up with a cool name for like our three things, like Hopper, Cooksey, and us. I tried to get him to do the black sheep, and uh, he didn't want to do it. But anyway. Um, um, all right, what would what, you guys be? We need to do like the syndicate. No, what's the uh, Moto Media Syndicate? What's that? Uh, whatever platform Trump's on now. Oh, true social. <laughs> yeah, you guys are true social <laughs> or the Rumble, Rumble app or whatever, right? Rumbler, well, yeah, Rumble. There we yeah, go. You guys are the Rumblers. 
All right. Well, we're going to wait just a second here to talk about the TLR tinfoil hat because we got Privateer Cliff Hero. Hanger. Cliffhanger. We got Privateer Hero Kevin Morantz coming on right now. Yo. Kevin Morantz, welcome to the Moto Aftermath show, brother. Yo, yo. No, we're already live. Oh, we, are, we are live, bro, and you're following up an epic Johnny Hopper interview, so you've got <laughs> you got a lot of ground to make up here, bud. Oh boy, what did he have to say? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We didn't. I mean, we just... listen, man. This is the first interaction I've ever had with Johnny, besides watching like his wild clickbait shit. You've never and, been on a show uh-huh. with him before? No, and he was actually pretty calm, and like I actually enjoyed interacting <laughs> with him. So it's uh, what it you a... expect him to be a little bit wired up. I was expecting him to be Dan Hubbard, Race Day Live. <laughs> okay Kev, but, but he was dialed he was good kev he, says that's what he is in real life because he says me and johnny are like the same people in real life you guys are quite similar well i'll take that <laughs> see i have never met him in person so i'll I take mean, that it. was the first time i ever, ever talked to him so. <sighs> all right so kev big drama around you right now <laughs> big Gotta drama. love it, right? Big big drama. All press business, is good right? press. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, all press is good press. So, d- has has Sexton texted you yet? <laughs> no, he hasn't. Oh, <laughs> I heard. I heard he's mad. I saw some facepalm emojis and some stuff like that. Dude, honestly, I saw the facepalm emoji on Supercross Live, and like 75 percent of the people had my back, not his. It's yeah, kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. So, look, so I got to give credit where credit's due. I was listening to the Pulp Recap this morning, and they were talking about you because, uh, obviously, the racing wasn't super exciting the other night except for pretty much you there and yep. a couple other things. And they came up with a great idea. So here's what you need to do. Maybe somebody said this already. So you need to go to Barsha, Sexton, and Webb, and you need to say, hey, guys, I'm getting this much for a whole shot in the main. If y'all don't want me in the mix doing shit like I did the other night, I need to make slightly more than that from you, and then I'll just back off on the start. But I need that every single <laughs> you guys race. Can all pool your money together. Yeah, y'all can pool it. Y'all can pay me like two G's each. Boom, I make my money, and I won't be in that first corner with y'all doing shit like a, what happened the other night. You can be a lobbyist. Yeah, and just and just tell them, be like, uh, hey, I think I can get every single hole shot from here on out, so I'm going in there unless y'all want to pay my bonus to not go in there, and that's no, what I then think you're you gonna do. Get, then, then you're going to get wet be like, hey, I'll give you a couple extra G's just to make sure you go right into Tomac. Well, see, that, <laughs> hey, that's fine, too. Whatever it takes, bro. Whatever no, it takes. I'm, yeah, not I'm, playing, I'm, not, I'm not playing that game. It, that is funny, though. It's funny you bring up Webb because I know you guys have had your incidents and stuff, which are just, you know, just him fired up in a race setting. He's yeah. probably cool outside of that. But he did have what he had some pretty good things to say on that gypsy pod about Kev. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's right. So I obviously you've listened to that and, and heard that or been told about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, somebody sent it to me, and I I even told him uh, during track walk this week. I was like, hey, yo, thanks for the shout out on Gypsy Tales. <laughs> yeah. Is he pretty cool on he track laughed. walk? Before he yeah, into I mean, dude, he's I I think he's he's a cool guy until obviously like it's just like me like I tell people that come and watch me on race days and whatnot I'm like dude I'm sorry if I seem like kind of a dick on race days just like mm-hmm. your mood changes yeah so until like his helmet comes on like yeah he's not I feel like he's he's all right yeah. I think he is probably one of the probably not as easygoing riders out of the group but no I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. 
After track walk, that's that's the cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he turns into a dick. Yeah. God. No, um, I th- I thought that was really cool, and I actually enjoyed that that whole pod with him. It was pretty yeah. cool listening to to his background, being a public school kid, and all that kind of stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But. I got I got to say, Kev, there's been a lot of Kev talk all week on all the different shows after. After the whole shots and the leading lap and everything else, like there, there was a lot of Moran's talk this week. So, you're that's uh, a good thing. Yeah, you're getting the you're getting the exposure there. So, um, and and even though you did do like a somersault cartwheel thing, that's more exposure right there, (laughs) dude. I'm so shook. So, like, okay, so I'll kind of prove my case a little bit here. I don't know if you've heard the Swap Moto recap. I don't know if they've even posted it because I haven't seen it, but. If you watch the video, you can go to literally Supercross Live Instagram, the video that they post, the one where homie face palms, mm-hmm. you'll see that we take off and, a- and my focus is on AP because AP's inside of me. I know that if I can get him to shut down, I control the inside. Trust me. I'm a starter. I know how this thing works. So my goal and my all my focus was getting him to shut down. So I told myself as soon as I took off, I had a little bit of a jump, but then he started to power me down the straight. I was like, I can hold it on a little bit longer than him. Because obviously I've done it plenty of times where I come in quick to the the first corner and I'm able to track it pretty good. So my full focus was on getting him to shut down. As soon as he shuts down, then I look up. And that's when I was like, oh boy, I'm coming in pretty quick. Well, that being said as well, in the video too, it's me and Sexton, right? I can't really see Tomac yet because he's on the outside getting ready to swoop in. Mm-hmm. So then I know I'm on the inside of, of Sexton and he's cutting down pretty hard coming to the tough block. So then I have to go pretty much into the tough blocks. And at that point, then I see Tomac and I'm like, son of a bitch, man, I'm about to be that guy. I'm going to take both these guys. <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. There's just like, there was no room. I'm decide so then a I championship. Went, yeah. I went all the way to the tough blocks, went into the loose stuff and I had no traction. So then I was just game. It was whatever happened, happened at that point. I tried kind of like knifing because I didn't want to obviously T-bone into them. And, uh, yeah, knife, then two threw me the other way and made me do a somersault. So pretty wild. Can't believe I didn't get completely ran over and trampled. So that was mm-hmm. good. And, uh, yeah, didn't take anybody out. So no harm, no foul. I'll be honest. I'm watching it right. Number one, I, I watched it live. I did see you cause I was like, Oh, here he goes. We're whole shot in this one. Um, and I was like, when you went somersault and I was like, Holy fucking shit. And then you got up. I was like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to call his mom and be like, is he okay? Yeah, every uh, single yeah. start I watch, I'm like, yeah, Kev wants it. Just so looking for mad. it. <laughs> uh, but I will say too, like you should go up to Tomac on track walk next week and be like, "Hey, bro, so I knife that, so I did not take you out of this title, so I want my bonus at the end of the year." <laughs> because no, oh, Ash, dude, Ash, Ash, I mean, you it's, it's a, about bonuses. I mean, it's a respect thing too. Like I'm not yeah. here to do anything wild to those guys. I'm not their pace yet. I'm not gonna be that guy that tries to act like it. Yeah, but. I've already proved it that I can get a whole shot. So damn straight. I'm going to try to keep getting more. Yeah. I mean, dude, you like Tomac comes out of no, honestly, he dude, was Tomac was a little, Tomac was a little reckless abandon there. Cause now I'm watching this over and over again. He comes to the inside with a reckless abandon. Cause he saws off Sexton's front wheel too. Mm-hmm. Like they can exactly like sex. I don't even know watching this now that Sexton should be pissed at you. Cause Tomac hits Sexton's front wheel and then takes you out. So, like, you know what? I'm going to lay Sexton's bad start on Tomac and not you. Well, I mean, I, I definitely was on the inside and gave him a bump. But at the same time, just like uh, I think Hunter said it perfectly, Hunter Lawrence. He's like, dude, we're making decisions in a millisecond. Yeah. And then the difference between that is he was talking between 
two different riders, right? Yeah. So that's one V one. So I've got 20 more variables in that one corner. Cause we're all in that corner together and we're going about twice as fast as you're ever going on a super cross track. 85 into miles that an corner. hour. Yep. <laughs> so, so like there's just, there's it, so much can happen and like, dude, like it is what it is. Are you sore or anything or, or were or you? Yeah, dude, I was, I was like, I honestly was not hurt at all from the crash. That's why I was just, I was just regularly sore from like racing sore. So I was pretty shook. That's wild. Cause you definitely bounce your hip off the ground. Like I do that, dude. I'm not walking right for at least three days right now. At my age. like, it, it, dude, be a bad I got situation. up. I, yeah. When I got up and like, I saw that I was the only one that went down. So I was like, thank goodness. <laughs> and then, uh, I didn't get hit. Like I grabbed my bike was starting. I got back on the bike pretty quick. Gave a little fist pump to the crowd because it was like, whoa, and then went back right to work, dude. I had like two passes by the first lap. That's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah. So how was the how was the track there? Because it was, I'm not going to lie, that race was so boring it, watching it, it, was, it. It was crazy to me how different the track went all day. Like there was a lot of moisture and then there was just yeah, like blue just groove got blue grooved. shit. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I thought I actually kind of like enjoyed the track, like the layout, but yeah, like very tough to pass pretty one not one lined obviously has an option section but you know there was kind of a main line i guess yeah. so it was a little bit tough but i enjoyed it <sighs> yeah, left, that left side like the, on that option section if you could go to the left side and, and carry your momentum around that right hander back to the start straight like that was the preferred line all day yeah instead of just shooting up the middle yep but uh hey i was gonna ask you kev on the start, when you're looking at gate pick, is being on the outside and swooping around like Tomac was, is that even a thought in your head, or are you always... Uh, no, that? it was. It's a, always a pretty good thought in my head. Chris likes to tell me that I can't do anything from the outside, which I don't uh, think is seen true. It. You can. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I did take the inside line just because it was a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, for... Who I'm next to and how straight the line is. the The bumps don't necessarily sh sh like scare me. Mm -hmm. if you have to hop over a couple bumps, but it's just how straight you can drive. Because if it's if it goes side to side, that's when you get off yeah. balance, and that's when you can't drive. Yeah. yeah. Now, who do you stay away from? If there's two gates, who do you who do you avoid? Nobody, because I know I can outstart anybody on the line okay. if I get my the way. Like, yeah, dude, I I know what I'm capable of, and I plenty confident like if i had a clean line every time dude i would be so like stoked but i have usually the worst line compared to who's next to me but it still doesn't scare me because like i'm just i don't know what it is dude but i'm just so good at like the first three feet from the, yeah. the start and i think you deserve a ton more credit because you're not dealing with like you're relying solely on yourself to figure out where the rpm is to get off the grate like yeah there's no electronics involved none of that bullshit it's 100 no. percent you so yeah now do you have a grate down at your house where you uh yeah we did that? but i mean i i don't i don't practice starts it's kind of what's funny too i literally did two starts before the season and that's it <laughs> another interesting fact <laughs> yeah like what the fuck <laughs> hey just get on the line i'm gonna get to that corner first that's 95 yeah. percent of it so no that's I mean, that's kind of mind-blowing to think about. I would mm -hmm. think, like, you spent a lot of time just kind of, you know, figuring out that right RPM range and, and doing it yourself. But No, because I do one start. Like, I like think, uh, I'm going to go practice starts. Absolutely kill it the first start. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> Sick. Simple as that. Sick. Yeah. So, how was, how was the off week, man? 
it was good. I think I needed it. Um, got to go back home for a little bit, which was nice, but just a constant grind, emails, organizing, all the fun stuff. Yep. Yep. hundred percent, hundred percent. Now you're back. Now you're back in Florida for the rest of the season or are you staying at home the rest of the year? Um, I'm actually in California right now. Uh, oh, yeah. I flew back out. Yeah. Flew out here and then I fly back to Florida tomorrow and then, yeah, then we're off to Atlanta on Thursday. Where are you in California for? Uh, I came up here to, uh, well, one, I'm getting, I'm going to be going on the gypsy tail podcast tonight, Hell uh, yeah! but then, but then, uh, so that was kind of one of the main reasons. And then I came out here and, uh, I actually just got out of an appointment with Navarro oh, chiropractor, okay. got a little tune up. Cool. Hell yeah. Look forward to hearing about yeah. that. That's probably cool. You just literally go to like a, an office, right? And you just connect to pretty him. much. Yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of cool to hear about that. Make sure you tell him I said, what's up? Cause I do talk to him a little bit. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah me, and him, me and him DM back and forth. So yeah, we're going to try to get him out to Bucks. Yeah, we're going to try to get him out to Bucks here if he's here in the fall in the States. So Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So, te- so tell him I said what's up. He'll know the Moto Aftermath show. <laughs> so I never listen to one, but he'll know. He probably doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't listen for sure. <laughs> but he'll know, he'll, he'll, know he'll know who you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. um, he'll know about all those reels that are just over and over again and the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah, dude, that's <laughs> dude. Oh, OK. That's so, funny. That, I like to bust Travis's balls. about. Look, that. man. So I, it was working really well because I could schedule them. And then my app decided for like four or five days, like, hey, you can't schedule anything. Fuck you. And so, like, I don't know if you've ever tried to sort through 100 fucking reels and decide hey i'm gonna do this one and then i'm gonna skip over here and do this one and i'm gonna skip back here. like it doesn't fucking work okay yeah hard, I to feel keep, that. hard to keep track of all that kev knows kev is a media mogul like myself okay he i know understands. but i would like i would not post the ones of raper i would post roxon i would post kev yeah. like, <laughs> honestly it's funny because like half the ones he posts to me is like a slow lap i'm like bruh Dude, look, you guys are With on the, the baseball track. emoji. Here is what happens, okay? I only get to go to a certain amount of races, and you guys are only on the track for 10 minutes, okay? Which means I'm only going to see you for a maximum of 10 laps and trying to decide if you're fast lap. And then, like, if you're around someone, say, like a Barsha or something, which obviously we're talking about gets a ton of views or whatever. Like, if you're around them, like, I'm going to get Barsha's fast lap, and then you're going to come around the next time, and I'm going to be like, oh, hey, oh, fuck, it's a slow lap. And, like, I went through and deleted... A lot of videos. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to post it anyway. Who cares? They're all getting (laughs) views. Look, we're in the stage of just fucking dump it out there, okay? Just dump them out. The ideal thing would be is, at first, you got to make some money, right? But Well, yeah, that'd be great. Be able to to hook into a Google Drive with somebody that's there and be able to put your own... To be honest, I'll I'll be really honest with you. I don't give a shit about Instagram anymore. (laughs) <laughs> to be really honest with yeah. you, they're not going to fucking pay me anyway. So outside of getting well, they quit it, just, monetizing on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. outside outside of getting the followers just to be like, yeah, we have 10K on here. Like, obviously, people follow us. I don't really give a shit. It's all about the YouTube. Page. Yeah. And the YouTube works great because I can upload a whole bunch at one time and then I can go back in and schedule Careful. them and separate them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's fair. So, Kev, uh, what are your thoughts on or what do you know about this uh, Jack Chambers going over to Europe to ride here? Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of information on it, but it seems like it's pretty cool. I mean, he's racing the 250 class for the rest of the season, I believe. What, he's yeah. doing GPs? Yeah, he's doing GPs. Uh, oh, Zacho, Zacho hooked him up with... Uh, oh, crap. We lost Kev. Zacho hooked him up with uh, whoever he... Did you take a shit? Uh, no. No, it just dropped. I don't know if it was his end or our end, but we're still hooked up to Wi-Fi. And you're back. Yo. 
Sorry, I don't know what the fuck happened there. But yeah, what, uh, what, what's he riding over there? Uh, he's riding. Is it Bud Bud Racing or oh, whatever? Who, okay. Whoever Zacho rode for, like Zach. Uh, oh, he rode for that Yamaha. Yeah, team. exactly. Here, you guys talk for like thirty seconds. I gotta go inside and grab some water. I'll be yeah, right no, back. you're good. Um, yeah. So he's riding that. He was because uh, I was watching the race recap today. He got a good start the second moto too, and was run up front for a second. Oh, so. he's already over there. Racing. Oh yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Yeah yeah. I didn't know that. the the logic behind it. From what I understand, is that Zach was like, dude, you need gate drops, and like going to these supercrosses are great, but like you're going there, you're qualifying, and you're running your heat and maybe the LCQ, but you're not gate dropping and running a full race. So mm-hmm. um, the idea was to have him go over there so he could get races in, which obviously he can because they don't just let any Tom, Dick, and Harry run the GPs. They're trying to run that very exclusively, like Formula One or whatever. Oh, that's why um, they only got 10 guys on the gate? Sometimes, yeah, but <laughs> the Switzerland round, all of a sudden there's like 40. So it's like, I don't, I don't understand. Which, by the way, did you watch that Italy round they had two weeks ago or something? I haven't. Dude. Five people standing around the track. Like, nobody. And nobody from what I understand, that track is awesome to, like, go ride because it's on some island or something. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing. Oh, it's oh, on a fucking track. island. The sandy one? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's... The GPs are super weird. But it's cool that Chambers... Back. It's cool that Chambers is going over there to ride them, so... Yeah, I guess I, I forgot about that whole Osborne <laughs> connection, and he had Osborne in his corner and stuff, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of the main reason why he's doing it. Yep. Yeah, cool. I, yeah. Osborne, from what I understand, it was he needs gate drops, and so instead of being over here and maybe racing a heat and an LCQ, he's yeah. over there riding whatever. So yeah. this will be interesting. Maybe he'll maybe he'll reinvigorate his career when he comes back. Osborne style. Osborne style. Like he'll come back when he's twenty seven and just win everything. Just start winning everything. Yeah. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? I don't think, no disrespect to Jack Chambers, but I don't think he's, he's not Zach on Osborne. that. He's not Zach Osborne. No. Yeah. So, but last thing before, what, how long we got? Probably last thing. Yeah. yeah last call. But, uh, Kev, speaking of rides and stuff, uh, any irons in the fire for World Supercross? Uh, negative. Not so far. I mean, <laughs> I hope that somebody reaches out, but I have not reached out to any teams, not yet. Okay. I'm actually like debating on going down to the Husky team right now. <laughs> That you should do. That you should definitely do. Just be careful in the whoops. Yeah. We don't need we don't need any of that. Man, can you imagine Kev like on a factory husky bike? It would look sick. Like like well, what, I mean, what I really so need. Christian's like, Christian's out. I mean, he's getting surgery on his and then Mookie's out for outdoors. Like who are they gonna even have for outdoors? Well look, yeah. You got there's your connection right there. You're you call up Paige and say, Hey, remember when you signed my bike? I need a favor in return. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. Well, no, like I'm in California. Like I'm honestly about to just go drive down there. You should. You know that, like, just like the whole Mitch Payton effect, man. Like I think those guys might respect that. People just walking in the door down at PC. I mean, honestly, yeah. dude, if I was you, I would. You're in California already. I would definitely go stop by and say hi and be like, hey, I know you guys need a dude, even if it's not for Supercross. You need an outdoor guy because I'm here. I'm yeah, here. Either honestly. way, that new facility's badass. Yeah. Where is it? Do you think I need to go to the new facility, or where is the new facility compared to the old facility? That I have no idea. That I don't know. I know, uh, I know the KTM facility with KTM on the side of it. That's right next door to wherever Fortner trains with Icon or whatever. Oh, I don't right know. Right next yeah. door to that gym, so you could probably search that gym and find the place. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, the other one, I don't know if it'll come up on Google Maps as Pierre Mobility or whatever it is, but yeah. all the race shops and all the team manager <laughs> offices were in that building. Yeah. Either way, Kev, every single weekend you should be at that truck right now asking if they want Dude, a filling fuck guy. fuck the truck. Go to the office. Well, I mean, go to the office while you're there, but then still every weekend if they don't fucking call you, you should stop by that truck and be like, hey, I'm still here ready to ride. Steel frame. Damn, gauge. I don't know if I. I don't think I have time to go down there. It's an hour and a half away. Shit. And then it's gonna be an hour and a half back to the studio to do the Gypsy Tail podcast. I think. I think a call is good enough. Like at least for now. Tell hey. Because hey. I mean, what are they gonna do? They're gonna because if they needed somebody, they probably would have already reached out to a couple people. They're probably just gonna put Hampshire on the 450 for this weekend. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. So, like, that's probably why they're not scrambling. But they're still going to need somebody because, from what I understand, even these factory teams outside of Honda, it's like they can go two or three races without people on the bikes, and then they got to have somebody. So, yeah. You're out there right well, now, I'll, right? Yeah, but I'm, I don't think I'm close enough to make it out there in time and then get back to the studio. Yeah, just, just write up a nice... Uh... A letter, drive down there tonight, tape it to the front door, say, attention, <laughs> Ramsey, attention to Coster. Yeah. Put and a, just tape it right on the front door. Put a nice Polaroid of a nice headshot in there, and uh, yeah, just just do that. I'm just kidding. Just, I like it. Just call, <laughs> just call Jason and be like, look, bro, I got to drive to Husky and try to get a fucking ride right now. And Jason's going to be like, <laughs> Jason's going to be like, bro, let me make a phone call. And then yeah. next thing you know, bingo, bango, we're riding factory Husky next weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you might be able to make a call. Jace, Jace could make a call. You think so? Jace knows every single person in this industry. Yeah. To be honest with you, he's got more connections than anybody else in the media. It's wild. You think so? I know that. Oh. Oh, I, I know that. Boys. No, I know <laughs> that through other sources, not through him direct. He, he is a super cool dude that would never brag about something like that. Mm-hmm. However, I know other people that know him and yes, he could totally do that. He knows more people than any of us can even imagine. Mm. So, so yeah, so just tell Jace like, yo bro, I gotta, I gotta go down there. Can we push this back an hour? Cause I gotta go to the Husky headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll DM him right now. If you want me to and be like, Hey man, we got, oh, pu- we got to push this uh- Moran's interview. Hold on, I'm looking up the uh, studio. How far this the KTM shop is from the studio? But the thing is, Just the I only know where the out. old KTM shop. I only know where the old KTM shop is. I'm not gonna drive an hour and forty five minutes down there to be at the wrong place to then be late to the. I don't know. The other one is yeah, Pierre Mobility or whatever, and it's got everything in it. Dude, ask. I'm telling you, ask Jace. He'll know, <laughs> or he can find out for you. The only reason I know that is because I watched all the mm. tour videos. I didn't watch any of the tour videos. I'll be real honest with you. Everything. Yep. In there. I, I don't have time. Bummer. I'm texting Jace right now. <laughs> no, no. Be like, bro. Let I need- me. I let Eric. No, <laughs> let don't, do don't it. Let Kev handle it. Yeah, don't say anything because I'll call and see if there's even the right person to talk to. Maybe. Are you, are you looking at the Sky Canyon Drive address? Uh. <laughs> No. Let's see if this I'm is it. Group HR office. Uh, Pierre, Pierre Mobility North America. This is some of the best. See, this might be it because on Google Maps, it's literally in an empty field. Oh, yeah, for sure. Then. And that's where they built the new place. Probably. Yeah, there you go. 
Send send Kev that address. Oh no, the, well there's the tracks across the street. Oh yeah. Okay, so they, they built it right next to the old places. Maybe. It looks similar, yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, oh, I see what you're looking at. Pure mobility. Yeah. Yeah, there's an North empty America. field across the street there. Correct, yeah. And I would imagine that's where they built that place. Yeah. Alright, well it's in the same little area then. There we go. Indeed. Holy shit, they got three tracks. Oh yeah. They got ton yeah. out there. And oh dude, look at that Enduro cross track. Oh my god. This is like the best section we've ever we've ever recorded here. I'm gonna literally I'm gonna literally cut look, this entire go, go look at I'm gonna literally cut this entirely. Getting Kevin Moran's a factory husky ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wish. And if it happens, we look we'll kind of genius, we can work. But... Biggest thing is just gotta keep doing us and then, you know, when somebody needs me, they'll call me. Hey, the riding's going well right now, man, so it'll come. It'll come. Yeah, it'll come. So, all right, man. Well, hey, good luck. Uh, good luck on the Gypsy Tales podcast tonight. Yeah, that's badass. Mm-hmm. That's some more exposure for you to leverage with the sponsors. Bingo. Trying. On top yep. of the 67 times I just watched the uh, start crash on the Supercross. <laughs> well, what kind of views that got? I don't know. I'll look it up later. But uh, yeah, whatever. Doesn't all matter. right, man. Well, good luck next weekend at Atlanta here, and uh, we'll talk to you after that, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you. Yep. Later. Later. Kevin Moran's, everyone. Going on Gypsy. Fuck Going on us. Gypsy Tales. I'm excited for that. That's cool. That's Be interesting. Cool. I was just thinking, like, man, Jace really needs to hit him up. And, like, I literally had that thought right before he said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going on Gypsy tonight. Sick. Oh, that's why you are why you hit the table over there. What? I heard you hit the bottom of the table. Oh, yeah. No, it's not that big. Oh. Um. All right. Cool. So oh, there, there you go. There's your, uh, there's your caption for YouTube right there. I wanted AP to shut down. <laughs> uh, dude, I'll tell you what. That was all Tomac's fault. I don't know. He, dude, he made, he made a hard left. He had a that. He should have been sponsored by Makita. He did. All right. Um. So back to the TLR tinfoil hat here. And uh, Cameron McAdoo, obviously out, injured, mm-hmm. practice crash. Uh, and like I said, shout out to our boy Chris Cooksey over there because uh, he's the one that said this. And we 100 percent makes Where sense. Where he here. found this out, we don't know yet. Um, I don't know. Ah, no, actually, I think I have an idea. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so Pro Circuit is pushing these bikes too hard, and it's causing things to happen with the riders. And I'm not saying that they're purposely trying to hurt people. Okay, let's not let's get that. You mean like they're trying too much to get more performance out of them? Because mm-hmm. from what I understand here, the McAdoo issue here is they are trying to use titanium rods, and they're breaking. Hmm. And not only has it happened with McAdoo, Shimoda. I guess it happened twice with Shimoda to the point that Shimoda doesn't want to ride the bike. So... That's why he's looking elsewhere. That's why there's a lot of... Oh, I got it. She's, he's going somewhere else. He's yeah, going. Well, I want to talk about that, too, because it's going to be... We'll touch on that here in a second, but... Uh... Yeah, that's that's interesting. So that is the TLR tinfoil hat. Is they are trying? Here's what I think. I think that that I think that Cow, the Pro Circuit Kawasaki's went from being the bike to then they stumbled a little bit and the stars Star Yamahas went by them, and now I think they've stumbled even more. And I believe in the hierarchy of 250 power plants here, you have the Yamaha, the Honda, and then the Pro Circuit Kawasaki. And so what's happening now is they're trying to push this bike 
to get every last ounce they can, including saving rotating mass there with the titanium rods. The titanium rods are obviously not sustainable. They're snapping, and it's causing injuries with these guys. Now, obviously, some of the crashes are induced by themselves. The Austin Forkner thing obviously was not the bike, but there's a lot of Kawasaki practice or pro circuit Cowie test track crashes here that are happening and hurting guys due to mechanicals. (laughs) And after hearing Cooksey say that the other day made all the sense in the world. And like I said, it's super interesting when he said that it happened to Shimoda not once, but twice and that's what fucked him up. And Shimoda doesn't want to ride the bike. And there's all this news of him. He's going somewhere. Oh, he's going somewhere for sure. Because mm-hmm. there are multiple rumors of him sniffing around different places. And a high probability he's going to Honda. I would say Honda makes the most sense. Lucas Myrtle, he's going to have it. He's going to have a uh, Alpine Star gear deal, I would imagine. Yep. Uh, kind of like a Kira Narita. <laughs> yep. Um, but everybody's talking about Husky and stuff. And, and I'm scratching my head. I'm like, there's no way that Joe Shimoda... Is going to go to an Austrian brand. No fucking chance. No. So, I don't know if you remember, but it was between Hamaker and Joe Shimoda for the Geico Honda ride. Mm-hmm. And the higher-ups at Honda said, no, we want a Japanese rider on our bike. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the most, arguably the most successful Japanese rider the sport has ever seen. I don't think a manufacturer that's Japanese is going to give him up. I'm honestly surprised that Honda let him go in the first place. I really thought that when Geico folded, he would also be on the team. Yeah, but you get the Lawrence brothers. It doesn't they matter. Trump. I really they thought Trump. they were going to do it. But here's the thing, too. And here's but now how... he gets a shot to say, hey. I don't yeah, but here's how this is falling in place. Do you know how this is falling in place? Phoenix? No. Suppose... I, I heard they were closing the doors on the factory deal. Not yet. The factory team is going to probably run until uh, what's-his-nuts is done. Yes. But what's happening here is... We all thought the timeline was Jet's going to go to 450 outdoors and then go 450 full-time next year. Hunter's going to go 250 indoors next year and then go 450 outdoors, just like Jet did this year. I'm hearing the timeline now is Hunter's going 450 and Supercross next year also. He wants to go up too, huh? They're both going, which somewhat makes sense because then Honda doesn't have to hire a one-year guy or a a Supercross-only contract one-year guy next year. I I don't know, but... If that is the timeline now, and shout out Michael Lindsay because he was kind of pointing some of this out, then that is why I think the rumor's up because now you need a, number one, you need a second 250 guy, so you have a 250 Mm -hmm. on both coasts. Number two, you need somebody who can produce because Hymas is going to be good and probably, I would say probably next year after running a full outdoor season. I think, yeah, he's, he's a sniff in the podium top five guy. Um, but you don't have a race winner then in the 250s coming off of a year where your 250 guys are fucking dominating. Mm-hmm. So I, think I, I get, I give it a Honda. very I high percentage. Look, I like he'd look good on Honda. I'm over 75% that he's going to end up at Honda next year. Mm-hmm. So, cause he's, he's out of that Kawasaki team. Yeah. And like, like the Mertz thing, like that connection, his own gear deal is big. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know he's pushing for that to where he can have his own gear and, deal. And I'll be honest too. If, the Kawasaki, the Pro Circuit Kawasaki thing is the bikes having issues. They better get that straightened out quick because that will get around that that's what's happening mm-hmm. and they're going to have a hard time getting riders then mm-hmm. because people aren't going to want to do it. Look at Heartraft, dude. I mean, that was yeah, the bike locking would, up so off the triple 
And I don't know if you listened to that Weege interview. That's not the first time that's happened on that Suzuki either. That was happening last year too with those bikes. And that was why he did so, or no, not last year, two years ago. And that was why he did so poorly to, why Hartraff did so poorly two years ago on that Suzuki was because scared of it. he was scared. He's There was at one point he said he was sitting in the truck, literally bawling his eyes out going, I don't want to ride that bike. Cause like that thing locks up off a triple. I'm done. Which ironically is what happened. Mm-hmm. Poor guy, man. Yeah. Fucking sucks. So I don't know. It's interesting. And I think these teams need to na- need to make a hard look at things like this because obviously we're in motorsports. Things are going to happen. It's a mechanical piece of machinery. But when it starts happening in a pattern and all the time, that's when it's guys time to start taking a look. Yeah. Okay. Is this really necessary? Yeah. So, um, you know, Fortner, obviously, that deal. What happened with Hammaker? Was that a bike thing? I don't know. I haven't heard about that. And I haven't texted Cooksey to ask him about any info on this either. Mm-hmm. I literally just heard them talk about this on Friday on the shit show. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I wonder who goes to that spot. I, I feel like Enzo Lopes or... I mean, I'll tell you what. I've also heard for Silly Season, I've heard that Forkner's out of there too. Just going to ride his factory 450? I heard that he's leaving on his own accord, and I did not hear a factory 450 deal, but... He needs a change, I think. He does, but I heard he's out. So, all right, let's get these 250s done, and we can get this. Uh, that was your. You know where you know where Fortner should go. TLR tinfoil hat there. No, where I think you should go to Star. That'd be. I think that'd be badass. There's yeah. You could take Smith. They're spot. gonna can Smith. Oh yeah, for sure. So, they're gonna can Styles too. Yeah, he's a wreck it, Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one other section before we before we move on here. The Complete Racing Solutions comment of the week here. Mm, what you got? It's not even a comment about us. This goes back to the Gypsy Tales podcast with Cooper Webb. <laughs> and oh, the, this is a comment on Gypsy's video? Well, it's a comment that was made that was talked about on Gypsy's podcast with Cooper Webb. But and it's it, on our video? What? No. It's literally in the... It's Webb talking about the beef between him and Kenny and where oh. that all stemmed from or kind of boiled oh, over at. this is Cooper Webb's comment. Yes. Oh, okay, and, the Kenny, and the Kenny commenting on the Instagram post about Webb's outdoor results saying they will be shit mm-hmm. and lighting that fire under Webb's ass that he would never beat him again. <laughs> and what this really leads into, as I was listening to this podcast, because we do have Stu and we've got uh ricky now all out doing media and stuff like that and they're years out so now they're talking about things that they weren't talking about before talk about like uh the suzuki days and playing rc off stew and the rch thing and all all that different kind of shit that was going on and they're talking about that which we know no one knew other than them really and they it took them years to put it together what was actually going on afterwards can you imagine the stories we're gonna get of Webb, Chase, Kenny, and Eli, and what was going on in their camps, who they didn't like, who they liked, that kind of stuff, over, like, 10 years from now. Oh, I think Rocks and Ones will be good. The Rocks and Ones will be super good. I do like how, uh, on the Gypsy podcast there with Webb, he talked about them having beef, but didn't want to get into the personal stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I were reading <laughs> between the lines, I think... 
it sounds like Kenny's old lady was fooling around on him with Coop. That might have been it. Is kind of what it sounds like. Which I wouldn't put past Coop either, because we've all heard the stories of Coop banging J-Mart's wife. Or whatever that was. Whatever yeah. the fuck happened there. Yeah. Who knows? Enough to put old boy outside behind the semi. And look, here's the thing. We're all dumb hey, in our younger years. What is that? Is that a, a mental game? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And, uh, but and, yeah, I mean, yeah. and not saying that that they're not past that now, because we've all grown up we've all done dumb dumb shit, shit. when we're 17 18 19 yep. 20 yep and now coops married kid family man correct yeah so when we're kids but that though, is probably something along the lines that happened it happens in moto all the time look here's the thing it's no secret throughout people in the industry that coop is married to one of kenny's exes okay or one of some chick kenny was hanging out with at some point right so yeah, like I think, I think officially dated at some point. I think whatever. so too. So there's it's no secret that at some point there was probably some beef between those two with whatever Involving was happening that. there. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting how they danced around it. I don't think I'll, I don't think we'll ever get any of them to talk about it. Are you buying the Instagram comment? I definitely think that had was, something to do with it. Had something to do with it. Yeah. Cooper Webb is the kind of guy that sees something like that, and yes, it does fire him up. Mm-hmm. Now, was that the initial fire starter? Eh, I don't think so. I think there was other stuff that was before a log that. that went on the fire. Yeah, there. but that was they threw another log on the fire there for yeah. that one. So, uh, that's your complete racing solutions comment of the week. Is Ken Roxon saying that uh, Webb's outdoor results will be shit when he comes back? <laughs> so, well, I do want to point out though, hmm. Webb's outdoor results have been shit. <laughs> he didn't deny that either on the podcast. Huh? He didn't deny that either. Yeah. They they were not great. So, um, and it'll be interesting. But the to Supercross see. results have went. Whoop, yeah, it'll be interesting to see up. what happens this year. So, yeah. um, all right, two fifty race recap brought to you by our friends at Adept Creative Co. Make sure to check them out for all your graphics needs. Links in the description down below for them. Uh, we already talked about McAdoo being out with a midweek crash, so that was definitely a big. Uh, Big kick in the nuts for the series there. Another kick in the nuts to Mitch Payton. Yep. Um, but getting started here. So Jet goes one three one for first overall. Uh finally breaks the breaks streak. the triple crown triple crown talk. Talk there and uh yeah, gets it gets it done. Yeah, so. he was pumped. He was pumped. I think that was the only thing that's really missing on his two fifty resume. Mm-hmm. Did you see him after the uh when they red flagged it the first time? And he was he was pissed. He's like, "Damn it!" You could literally see him doing this, uh, you know, like on the bike. Does. Yeah, because yeah, he was. Which I don't blame him. I'm like, dude, you fucking the all the talk is triple crowns, triple crowns, triple crowns. You suck at them. Like, good luck yeah, at this I think triple there was crown. A lot of pressure on him coming into this weekend. Yeah, and then you get a start and you're out front running first there, pulling away in the first one, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh yeah, I had my FFL points just swiped away from me. Oh, they didn't give us the FFL points for that. Oh, maybe that's why my fantasy sucked even worse than I thought it did. <laughs> that is why, sir. Didn't he lead it, though, on the second one, though? Or did Kitchen have him? Kitchen had it all three, I think. Man, that's bullshit. I'm writing, yeah, a, I'm writing a very stern email with Pulp Max, like, bro. like, Yeah, j- they're going to tell you to get fucked. Travis Marks, I'm coming for you here, because like, this is bullshit, man. Travis Marks is never going to listen to this. Look, technically, we had four races, and Jet was the FFL in the first one. Whatever, dude. So anyway, um, but yeah, but he gets it done, so that's cool. Extends the points lead. Like I said, I think it, uh, whew, I think it forces RJ out of the 250 class here for the rest of the year, yeah. at least for indoors. Maybe outdoors he goes back on it, but it really depends too. Yeah, kind of what's ha- I don't know. 
So anyway, um, speaking of RJ, he goes two one three. Second moto was good. Yeah, in that second one too, I think Jet realized, hey, I don't need to push it. Let me get these guys in the next one. Yeah, he was very comfortable last night. However, sun- Saturday he wasn't making much time on those guys in that second one. It was. So. It was the track, man. There wasn't anywhere for him to make time. Everybody yeah. was doing the same thing. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was a good ride for RJ. And the yeah. battles with Kitchen were good there. How but about that um, saving the whoops. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Ooh, my butthole puckered on that one. Yeah, dude. I was like, oh, and that I was, was like, gnarly. I was in a house with infants, and one of the <laughs> and one of the mothers went, shh. Yeah. I about woke up an infant. Jeez. Yeah. Main three was hauling ass too. That sixth place start and got to third in like two corners there. That was pretty sick. So, um, Levi Kitchen goes three two two for third. Good starts How about all night. That start where he stood up all the way around the first corner. Uh, that was cool. But did you notice in that first one there when he yanked that start, he. He is not on Jet's level yet, and you could see it because he he was riding over his head there, and then like two laps in, I like I have the note two laps in, like all of a sudden it was like things started happening really fast because Jet zapped him, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden RJ zapped him real quick, passed him back at one point. Though. Yeah, so but he had to take a breath there. There was a second he was like, oh shit. Yeah, do you think that you gotta? This is pretty much his rookie year. So yeah. I think oh the, yeah. I think the future is pretty bright for Levi Kitchen. I'm not taking anything away from it. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying he's not on that level so yet. I, so Levi is leaving, going to KTM, right? That's the rumor mill well, right maybe now. Austin Fortner does have a place at the old Yamaha. Maybe we'll see. So um, Pierce Brown goes four four five for fourth, and Pierce was this was the best Pierce has looked all year. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot off a text about Fortner right now. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this was he was relevant in qualifying. He was relevant in both the races. Wasn't he down at the beginning of one of them though? Who's that? Pierce Brown. Was it the first one he was down yeah, or yeah. something? Red, oh yeah, he was restart. down, and then the red flag. Yeah, so he got the restart there. Um, but this is a good ride for Pierce here to kind of get him back in the swing of things here, I guess. So, oh uh, yeah, it's rough today. Uh, next up, we got Enzo Lopes goes seven five four for fifth. And this is a bit of a letdown because with McAdoo being out, slides everybody up. I thought maybe it'd slide him. I thought it would slide him into the podium. Uh, It didn't. Um, But not a bad ride. I mean, this is where he is right now. And the big question is, is like, does he get a shot at a ride next year outside a club? But I know a club wants to keep him, too. I didn't realize he was as young as he is. How how old is he? He's only what twenty two, I think it said. I don't know. Did you like the little piece they did on him? And then he cool. yeah. brought up and his then sister, they brought up dating Phil. Phil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, so. Phil can't get rid of her now. No, nope, not at all. Phil, you're stuck with her because she's on, you're TV. on TV. Yep. Yep. Um. All right. Derek Kelly goes five eight seven for six. This is a really good ride this for Derek is, this Kelly. This is where he should have been. He should be top five. He was on here. my fantasy team. He was on mine too. So. Um, so that was a really good Arizona ride for boy. Like, yeah, he's from California. Down in the bottom, though. He's from Cal- Riverside. Is he? Yeah, I thought he was an Arizona guy. It says Riverside, California on my sheet. Well, I guess I'm an idiot. A little bit, but anyway. But this was a good ride for Derek Kelly, and I think uh, we'll see here how the rest of the season goes for him. But um, yeah, I mean, he's got to put in some outdoor results, though. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the miss. That's Eric the Kelly missing. Does put outdoor results in. That's kind of the missing piece for him, in my opinion. If his outdoor goes as no, well Eric as his Kelly indoor does goes, put in results outdoors. Now I'm gonna go look. He's put in. He's had some decent rides outdoors. 
Let's see here. Let's go back to last year. Now, Enzo Lopes, that is the missing piece for Enzo Lopes. He doesn't ride outdoors. I mean, yeah, that is the missing piece for Enzo. So last year, uh, Fox 2, 11th, Iron Man 16th, 12th, 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 11th, 22, 18th, 16th, 12th, 11th. 12th, 11th. He's got to crack that top 10. If he cracks that top 10, I think he stands a good shot at getting some sort of ride Mm -hmm. somewhere outside of the AJE or AEO, whatever the hell he's riding right now. Um, But he's got to he's got to crack that top 10 outdoors, which is going to be which is tough. Yeah, it is tough. But that's the kind of area you're going to have to get into if you want to continue what you're doing. Uh, Max Volan. Uh, or I'm sorry, Mitchell Oldenburg goes six, seven, twelve for seventh. God, he's been sneakily just in that all day. Yep, all year. Yep, and that's kind of where I see him being. He owns a fence company. A fence. Fence puts up fencing. Hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, Max Volan goes eighteen six six. Oh, he's going to Husky. Do you think? Uh huh. And they're push. And not only is he going to Husky, uh, Husky is not with Fly next year. They're not doing a team deal. So that's why he's going there because he, he can, can go there and then gear. Mertz can get him gear deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that though. I think two fifty class should be able to give these guys their own gear. Yeah, but it's hard for someone like Mitch because then that's giving up like eight hundred thousand dollars worth of budget. Three quarters uh, of a million dollars is a lot of money on a two fifty team. Yeah, maybe they put a uh, some kind of contract clause in there where a piece of that has to go to the team. Yeah, I don't know, but but anyway, but yeah, but um, I mean it was okay for Volan. Like sixth and sixth, the 18th, the first one was just yeah you bad circumstances whatever, with the man, crash. But. I think they were expecting so much more out of him. Yeah. So, uh, Robbie Wageman goes nine fifteen eight for ninth. So that's pretty good. Uh, Carson Mumford. <laughs> no, I ain't panicking. Thirteen nine ten. Second ride on the bike. I'm panicking overall. Period. This is like this. Yeah, last week went okay, but this isn't good. Why not? And the rest of the career is not good. This is who he is. I I just think he got screwed with the Honda thing. And maybe again, too, maybe we're just looking at it the wrong way. Maybe it's just he got he brought up. Time on this he thing. got brought up on the factory team, and that's why he was good as an amateur. Yeah. I mean, he's a good rider, but that's why he was this exceptional, because he had $150,000 250F to spank yeah, everybody yeah. else around. So... I don't know. He also cannot stop getting hurt, which is a fucking issue also. So, um, all right. Uh, Cole Thompson, 8, 10, 15. We will talk about him here again in a second. Yeah, he cleaned out Yoder. Yep. Is there drama going on? Yeah. He so, has nothing to do with the engine, though. I heard it might have been a protest. No, I don't think it was, not, but I heard not. it might have been a protest. Super weird they tore down Yoder's motor. Why would he do that for just because he cleaned him out? Because he's pissed at him. Because people are fucking petty. No, I don't think Team Solitaire is going to do that. Here's the thing: it's super weird that they just randomly tore down Yoder's motor. Why he didn't get the whole shot or nothing? Uh, yeah, I don't understand why. I don't think it's because of a takeout. Well, I don't know, but it's super weird. So, um, our X bikes got tore down too. Derek Drake, twelve, eleven, thirteen for twelve. Kind of where he's at. Yep. Brandon Shar, 11, 12, 14 for 13. That's the prize of the night right there. On my fantasy team. Did you take him? I did. <sighs> Couldn't do it. Uh, 
was about the best move I made all night in fantasy. Uh, Josh Varese, 10, 18, 11 for 14th. He's kind of struggling a little bit on this KTM this year. Yeah, this is kind of where he's been finishing last year, I think, though, too. I feel like he was slightly better. I feel like he was 10 to 12th place guy last year. Okay. I don't know. Let's see here. Let's click in. Let's click in and see clicking. here. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, you go back to last year. Uh, Foxborough, 8th. Yeah, 8, 8. 12, 10, 10, 15, 20. So, yeah, much better year last year. He's a little taking a little step back there, so we'll see. Uh, Mitchell Harrison, uh, I'm surprised. I feel like he got his back just destroyed by a foot peg there in that crash with Styles. I think so, too, but man, I don't know. And then he got cleaned out by Voland in it, the next one. That it, really took the wind out of his sails. Yeah, 2014-9 for 15th, so that's not bad considering how his night went there. Uh, Hunter Yoder gets his motor tore down for no fucking reason and goes 16, 13, 17 for 16th. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hunter Slosher goes 15, 16, 18 for 17. So that's good. Uh, Jerry Robin, 14, 17, 19 for 18th. Caden Amarine. He actually finished. Makes the main there. Robin actually finished. Yeah, that's a surprise, right? Uh, Caden Amarine goes 17, 19, 16 for 19th. Uh, Matt Moss goes DNF. 20 dns for 20 wreck it ralph dude he i so i don't know but they said he had, he's announced like three different teams he's riding for for world supercross yeah well then he was riding a yamaha down in australia and then he came back here was riding this thing and then like i don't know what he's got going on won the lcq <laughs> who knows it's a Matt strange Ma it's a it's a it's a riddle wrapped in an enigma wrapped in a in whatever dude it's just it's wild so Oh, Styles Robertson, DNF, DNS, DNS, 21st. On my fantasy team. Me too. <laughs> Broken leg. Surgery. Not a, man, it has not gone well for Styles Robertson. It's rough The going, whole Star man. Yamaha thing hasn't gone as well as I thought it was. Nope. Like, I was a big believer. That, that. that was going to help him? Yeah. Maybe it's just him. Maybe. Hasn't gone well. I feel bad for the kid because he's going to get washed up and spit out here. But he's going to be like the new Derek Drake. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you do, though? I mean, the, here's the thing, though. He's, like, got podiums, and he's gotten – He's got uh, – a he, podium he, this year. He won one of those gangbangs. Yeah, I mean, third at Anaheim 2 there. Uh, I mean, he was third at Redbud last year, second at Daytona, second he's, at Daytona. Yeah, he's had some good rides. Won the Super Mini at Monster Energy Cup. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, but it's been rough, dude. It's been rough between bad finishes and injuries. injuries. It's it's not great. And then uh, Luke Kalatsian rounds out the rounds out 22nd. Ever main, I think, for him. He yeah. was in Futures at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and goes DNF, DNS, DNS, because he was also involved in that Robertson crash and must have got hurt also. He's the one that broke the leg. Yeah, I think he's the first one that hit him. Maybe, yeah. Well, either him or I think Harrison, Harrison. was the first guy to hit, and then yeah. I either way, know. it was a pretty ugly situation. Yeah, so. it wasn't great. So, all right, so there we are. Your two fifty race recap brought to you by Depth Creative Co. Check them out. Links in the description down below. I'm gonna need some new graphics here soon. Depth can hook you up. Can they? Just tell them we sent you. I will. So, all right. Team Green. Anything else you want to talk about here before we? Ooh, um, no, I think that's really it, man. Nothing really sticks out. I'm gonna say the 
the racing sucked, to be honest with you. Glendale's usually good. It wasn't. It was kind of boring, yeah. Yeah, it was just, like I said, there were a few times I dozed off, woke up, was like, oh, rewound, didn't miss nothing. Yeah, it was like they were all just doing the same thing. It was where yeah, you started, like was Barsha where you finished. was right there in the same spot the whole time mm-hmm. on Tomac there. Yep. So. so, all right, cool. Well, this has been show number 232. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Complete Racing Solutions, TLR Coatings, Holster Co., Gutterworks, Adept Creative Co., Isaac Nelson Designs, and Edgewood Farms. Make sure to check them all out. Links in the description down below. Uh, we will be back next week to wrap up the Atlanta round. Or, well, I will be. Cole's who knows the who the fuck will show up? <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows who's doing the show with me? It may just be me by myself. So, who knows? Keep a lookout for that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, make sure to check out the Fantasy Show on mm-hmm. Fridays. And, uh, we will, like I said, we'll, what, I'll be back next week doing something with the show. So, <laughs> we'll see you next week. See ya.